the Joe Rogan Experience. Train by day, Joe Rogan Podcast by night. The Art of Sucking Dick by Dr. Jordan Peters. Slob on my knob, like corn on the car. Let me explain something to you. You know whose fault it is that Taliban has reconquered Afghanistan? It's the fault of home. Water's the topping, and water removing. There is water at the bottom of the ocean. Under the water, carry the water. Oh, you said countdown? No, there was well, no countdown. I already, oh, I already clicked it. You can start recording it. and we'll just start Just hit record. Just hit record. Yeah, it's fine. It. It's fine. Did you click uh, it? Are we recording? I clicked it. Yeah. We're recording, yeah. Nice. Welcome back, everybody. We don't really have an intro like no, you do it over on the clocks at the stove. But uh, guys, we have our first guest, everyone. Grayson Fisher, amateur MMA fighter, aspiring to one day fight. Who? Who Who would your number one uh, goal to um, fight be? I would like to fight anybody on a Jake Paul card just because I would have I would make so much fucking money. Yeah. I didn't even know that uh he's fighting this Sunday against some guy named uh Ta- Ta- Tommy Fury, Tyson Fury. Yeah, it's Ta- I think it's Tommy. I don't really keep up with Jake Paul, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not really into the fake fighting fucking TikTok butthole stuff, Ooh. you know. You think it's fake, fake fights? I don't think it's fake. I think it's I don't really want to go do this rabbit hole, but I don't. I don't think. No. I don't think it's fake. I think that when they punch each other, they punch each other. I just think when they punch each other, it's a little like they're pulling a little. You know, they're pulling their shots a little. I kind of agree. I think it's a. There's a little more. I think it leans more towards the WWE side of mm. things and not you know the boxing side of things. I think like there's a certain outcome they're looking for, and they make a ton of money doing it. And so it's like you know mm-hmm. they make more money if you know the asshole keeps winning now the thing is though as an mma fighter there are things about jake paul i do like a lot like he's bringing yeah, like a lot body. of awareness to like the, there's not a unionization in mma you know there's no yeah. it's the only professional sport in the world there's not a union he's bringing that to mm-hmm. light he's establishing that in the pfl he's calling out dana white for being the cheap asshole he is like there are things jake paul does that i do like and at the end of the day, you need to remember, like, if if all three of us sat down in a room with Jake Paul, there's no cameras, no videos. It was just like we we're just hanging out. He'd probably be the coolest fucking guy in the world. It's all an act. Mm-hmm. Like, like he wants yeah, us to get mad. Yeah, he wants us to get mad. Everything he does is for clicks. Like, there's a reason he, he wants stays us to talk relevant. about it on our podcast. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> he wants us to do this. Which is why I was going to bring up the reason I wanted to start recording so early was because I thought of a, a, a good a question. We were throwing back talking about my my recent fight experience, which mm-hmm. is probably nothing mm-hmm. like that. But I was going to, you know, I joke around about fights because I, I hate getting in fights, not because, you know, it's not fun. I do like enjoy that aspect of it a little bit, not going to lie. But uh, the thing I hate about fights the most is that like when you and your homies get in a fight, it is the only thing you talk about for like the next yes. three weeks. Yeah. It's it. That's it. That's all. <laughs> you guys no matter if it gets quiet anytime in the room dude the first thing is like dude you came in there throwing hey bro looking all the time so i was like wondering like does it get that way with like when you're when you're doing you know more put together fights too is it like still like say, all you talk about um honestly i try not to because i mean dude I, I train twice a day every day i'm like fighting people that actually know how to fucking fight and not my boy Johnny who punched the kid in sixth grade. You know what I mean? But the one thing that does suck and it's super fucking annoying. And like I've had I've had to like learn how to deal with it. And I can only imagine how guys like Conor McGregor and them deal with it. Is like dudes I'm like friends with, but I'm not like boys with coming up to me and like sucking my dick just because I fight. Or they're like, 
dude, I've never, I've never like trained, but I see Ooh. red when I get mad, you know? And I'm like, oh, that, yeah. that, yeah. that sentence right there is like the biggest like red flag when it comes to fighting. It's like, I've never been into a fight, but like, dude, when I get mad, like no one can stop me. Like, dude, I can get as mad as I fucking want. I'm not just going to slam dunk a basketball through a hoop. Like that's not mm. how that core yeah. looks, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And interestingly, yeah. I, I knew you in high school. You, I don't think you ever got in a fight, right? No, no, you'll never see me get into a public fight. There's, it's, it's all risk and no reward, dude. Like what? One hundred percent. Yeah, it's especially so with yeah. phones it's and so cameras dumb. and stuff. There's no reason to ever get into a fight. Mm. I will say, uh, one time I, I got inadvertently involved in like a jumping, and I didn't realize it Wait, was going down. Wait, you were down. being jumped, or you, you were jumping someone? I accidentally started jumping someone <laughs> with a group of, with a group accidentally. of people. So, uh. I mean, this is years ago. I don't know what the law is. I don't think I can still get in trouble for this, but truthfully, I didn't. I really didn't have any involvement in it, but I got the kid fucked up on accident. Uh, I worked at a bar as like a security guard in Tallahassee. I worked at Potbellies, and there was a. I mean, it, we don't try to use names on the show, so don't use any names, but there was a kid who went to some fraternity that was like Alpha Delta or something like that. And he punched another security guard in the face. And uh, that was a guy I worked with. Uh, and he got a bloody nose. And then the kid ran away, like, out of his shoes. He was running so fast. Like, he left his shoes. So he's warming around Tallahassee, like, fucking barefoot. Fucking runner, dude. Yeah. He, like, drunk so he put his Scooby arms behind his back and just... <laughs> yeah. And so uh, the, the leaders of security went to go look for him. And the word that i was told was the cops want to talk to them obviously because they busted a kid's nose open mm -hmm. so they said like you need to come back and talk to the cops don't run from the cops obviously if you know the cops want to talk to you they brought him back immediately when the kid got back they started like trying to grab him and shit the police no no no. like the, the security the mm -hmm. security team and so he ran my way and the fucking defensive end in me came back out got low <laughs> I did leave with the crown of my helmet because I was fucking Wait, would not... you say, were you, Tyler, were you angry? I was not angry. I was actually scared because I knew everyone was watching oh. me. So if this kid just trucked me, <laughs> then I would probably, I'd probably get fired. <laughs> That's not very but good I, security work if this kid beats your ass. I was, That's I was true. next to, I was next to an apartment. And so, and it had like a restaurant, like a little like sandwich place or something. And so I tackled him into the window. Thank God the window didn't break. He bounced off the window and fell on the ground. And then I was like, you stay there. And then as I'm looking at him, a foot just stomps on his head. No. His, his face hits the concrete and he comes up and there's like three teeth on the ground and he's just <sighs> dripping blood. And I was like, oh, fuck me. So I just left. I didn't like, I never punched him or anything. I just put him down on the ground, but that escalated into a like- citizen's arrests. You were just doing your civic duty. That somebody went to jail. Oh a guy went to jail. Gosh, I don't know That's his real name. Cool. His nickname was Juvie. So you know, he kind of belongs well, in jail. Yeah, he looked. He looked like Takashi Six Nine. Like truthfully, he was tatted up. And yeah, and then the yeah, he was tatted up on like his face and shit. The kid, so, like, wait, really the kid just, he just could, for clarification. He would kill someone. Was it the kid that you that that you tackled with looked like that, or the guy that stomped? No, no, no like the that? guy, the guy, one of the guys that got arrested okay. from this situation. Okay. Yeah. Um. I don't know what his real name was. He just went by that nickname. 
But then it turned into like, it turned into like the owner of the bar that I worked for, who I'm like working for, was talking to me on the phone and asking me tons of questions like over and over. And he would ask me the same exact question like 10 more, 10 times over about like my involvement in it. And basically I realized that I found out after that there was a cop standing there on speakerphone and they were literally just waiting for me to like incriminate myself and yeah i was like that's kind of fucked up that my boss would do that to me that i'm working for so of course he He didn't give a shit about you yeah yeah yeah, he's liable and also he wanted to save like his heads of security so he's like just ruin another little fucking kid's life who is just another security guard how long were you working there at the time i actually got promoted after that (laughs) oh yeah so then i got i got some good money and honestly the 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 head of security really liked me because i never complained and i always showed up to work so he really liked me because i was consistent but then like i would be a bitch sometimes and like altercations because i tried to like not escalate anything Mm -hmm. and for some reason they wanted to like s like they some people wanted shit to happen. Like there yeah. were like little guys that like yeah, dude, really wanted to me? like fight and be like, especially the fuck Italian, like, bro, bro. everyone's just fucking juiced up, just like oh. yeah. Uh, there yeah, was like a couple like a of little, Miami boys in there. <laughs> there was like a little kid that was like, like how little, probably like like five Dater foot, size, like or? five foot, like no, like five foot five. Like he was small. He was a small yeah, guy, so not like Daner size. size. He's Daner size. All right, Daner size, <laughs> and like skinny, like skinny, <laughs> and the. The, the guys just loved him because he like wouldn't back down and he would like throw hands. And I'm like, why would you want to escalate? Like there's 10 drunk dudes around you. Why do you want to escalate this? Mm-hmm. But like, apparently you would just get cred for like, like handling a situation. Dude, but the way I look at that is like, what good comes out of that? Like there's camera, first of all, if you guys don't know this, when you punch a skull, your hands get fucked. Like your head mm. is super hard. Okay. Really? So your hands... <laughs> Yeah, I have a bunch of teammates that do, they are, they're like professional bare knuckle boxers and they like can't use their hands for two weeks because they're just so fucking like fucked. So first of all, like physical damage, what good comes out of that? And if your hands aren't conditioned, like if you're not someone that's like hitting a punching bag or like properly punching Mm -hmm. all the time, your shit's going to break. Like that's just how it's going to work. And then second of all, there's cameras everywhere in today's time, bro. Everywhere. Mm -hmm. Like what, what fucking good comes out of that? Like you can easily just walk away you know what? This guy thinks he's tougher than me. Whatever. What good is that? Like, I'd way rather a dude on the street be like, yeah, you're a pussy. And I'm like, you're okay, dude. Then me sleep this dude, feel cool for a fucking day. And then, oh yeah, I can't get hired or anything. Oh yeah. And I'm going to jail because not only did I sleep him, I'm also an amateur MMA fighter. So that's going to fuck me even more. You know, like nothing good comes mm-hmm. out of fighting. Yeah, no, definitely. That was like <laughs> from the thing that, you know. I, I was involved, uh, you know, a little bit, and it was just like uh, yours was more of a defensive was, thing, though. Yeah, it was definitely defensive, you know, to a degree. I didn't know, you know, the extent of what was going on, but I, you know, I needed to help my friends out. But I, like, dude, I fucked my hand up real told, bad yeah. for like weeks, dude. Mm-hmm. And then at the, you know, I th- I work manually every day. I'm like lifting shit all the time, so it was like miserable. Uh, but then on top of that, dude, I was probably the only one there worried about like the ramifications afterward because you never know you know, whose parents know who or who knows Mm -hmm. who or like how much this guy, you know, would push after this or whatever. I mean, actually like surprisingly went really well for like any kind of, you know, entanglement I've been in. Like everyone was on board, including his own friends. So like we lucked out on that side, but uh, no, like I was worried about that for a good day. Like it's it's so not worth it. It's never worth it. Dude, what bothers Mm -hmm. me the most, cause like, look, I'm an MMA fighter, but I'm not a big fan of like watching people get murked. Like I don't, I don't like that. I don't like watching like hella violence, 
the worst to me is like when someone gets, when you're in an altercation, let's say there is a reason to fight for whatever reason, like someone, like your case, someone hits a girl, you have to fight. Once you sleep them or you drop them, it's done. There's no reason to do anymore. The okay. worst are when people send me videos on Twitter and like a dude is out and they're still just beating his ass. Oh, I can't, yeah, that it makes me want to throw up. Yeah. Like I can't watch that dude. Like that's so, Yeah. oh my God, it's so bad. Or like when someone gets slept, like another thing, like in your case, you hit someone, they fall and they hit the back of their head. You don't know what the fuck yeah. can happen. You don't know what's gonna happen mm -hmm. there. Yeah, yeah. concussion. Well, the, the, and the others well, could be way worse. Yeah, than could that, be way worse. That's your brain you stem, break bro. A neck. Yeah, yeah that's you your can die. That's the softest mm -hmm. spot yeah, in your whole body. Yeah. I have a and question. Yeah, so the, if you, oh sorry, you I was go gonna ahead, say like the last, the final frontier of where it's bad and why it's always stupid because you never know who's got you know friends yeah. or like who's, who's got carrying. a licky on them. Yeah. 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 So say, uh, say you do have to sort of defend yourself. What's, what's sort of the, what's, what's some of the tools of the trade that are pretty much guaranteed to like work against an amateur that no one else would know? Like how I, would you go is about it? Is it one-on-one -on -one or am I being jumped? Just like one-on-one. -on -one. All right. If it's if it's one-on-one -on -one and we're saying like, it's like pretty favorable, right? Like they're my size. Like I'm not fighting fucking. They don't, they don't have fighting like yeah. knowledge. Realistically. And, like, you just want to, you want to end it as quick as possible. Realistically, I'm going to guard up. I'm going to let them swing for like. 15 seconds and they're going to gas out because they don't know how to fuck to throw a punch. And then I'm just going to wrap up over hooks and take them down. Like I'm not going to mm. throw a single strike. Like if I ever get into an altercation, I'm never going to throw a strike. What do you, uh, what do you piggies? Give them a little nugget. What do you, what do you yeah. particularly, uh, what do you, what do you excel in? in like fighting? Like my, what's your my sort of game is my money. Like my wrestling and my jujitsu. Oh yeah. You're a wrestler. Yeah, yeah. That's my money. My boxing because wrestling and boxing is the same thing. It's, it's the same level changes it's the same head movement it's the same in and out so my boxing translated very well my kicks need a lot of work and defending kicks are hard as fuck dude especially because mm -hmm. i train at a muay thai gym so like motherfuckers can throw round kicks as fast as i can throw a jab so you don't even see them coming i feel like it's such an unnatural motion too, yeah that you have to like completely train your brain for that because mm -hmm. dude i, I mean <laughs> that's a wild move to pull out in like a street fight dude, yeah, no, there's a no kick? one in a street fight <laughs> like, gonna no fucking throw doing a that. kick yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, try. like dude what the fuck dude keep it up here no, yeah but i i would do whatever i can not to throw a punch and like i, I just i feel like i i'm expertise enough that i can handle a situation without throwing a strike now the only way i'd see me going like see red is if someone like hit my sister then they're dead like i'm going to jail like it doesn't matter oh yeah what happens like i'm, throwing, that. I'm throwing elbows I'm, I'm kneeing them in the face like that's that's where it's going to mm -hmm. cross the line but i don't see that happening at all mm -hmm. you have one you have one younger sister right yeah she's uh two years younger she'll turn 21 in april yeah Dang. i have an older sister I feel like if you have an older sister, like you see someone hit them, you're like, yeah, all right, let it slide. <laughs> bitch, bitch had it coming. But a younger sister, you got to do something about that. Yeah. You know? Dude, yeah. Uh, the I older siblings. Sisters, I, I, dude, I, I don't know because I don't have an older sister, but I mean, sure. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just saying, I don't really, I, like, I don't, you know, equality personally. I think the older should always defend the younger, you know. What I'm now, saying? this isn't like yeah. on the same topic, but it kind of is. But you know what does <laughs> piss me off? is when girls hit dudes in public or like try to jump a dude and they get no repercussions at all like nothing happens that shit yeah. pisses me off a lot yeah it's it a lose-lose situation you hit her you're fucked and if you don't hit her you're a pussy you know like yeah or you're getting i mean girls can still hit yeah they can still as... they can dude if they connect you on the jaw like that's still your fucking jaw like, yeah dude they, they, yeah yeah some strong bitches out there Trust yeah, me, I'd probably, I know. yeah i'd probably <laughs> hit a girl if i had to Dude, speaking of strong Dude, bitches, to... this is actually a topic I wanted to bring up. So I uh, 
Yeah. I, I go through these phases where like I'll download Tinder for a couple weeks, fuck around on it, delete it, don't touch it for a couple months, and I just like go back and forth. And the one natural thing, yeah. order of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah. Never get any matches, you know, just like fucking I just like doing the left and right oh, swipe with my thumb. Nah, come on. Dude, I have You no probably get tons of matches. Dude, a, dude, you just gotta you gotta play the volume game. Play some guitar hero on there. Just throw just all fight. rights, dude. And then yeah. yeah, that's what I that's what I do. And I'm just like, oh cool. And I'll be like, Ooh, you no, really? And then like I'll be like, oh cool. <laughs> like, but, do but you have uh, that way I wanna I wanna make Sorry. real quick. The thing I hate, and this is for girls and guys, it just noticed because of Tinder with the girls. I hate when someone's entire personality is that they work out. I like that mm-hmm. is like my absolute Facts. number one biggest pet peeve. Like the way I look at it, you should be working out. Like that it should be like a necessity. So you shouldn't be bragging to me that you're working out. That's like you bragging to me that you drank eight bottles of water today. Like, good job. You should be fucking doing that. And like when girls are like, if you don't work out, don't talk. Like sh- that shit fucking icks me, bro. It icks me. This is actually a steaming hot take because I actually, I totally agree, dude. You might as well have your, your if, if you post all gym pics like on your Tinder or like on your dating profile, you might as well just be like, you might as well just put in there like first date cheese pizza and then watch The Office and eat vanilla ice cream. Like you might be the most boring person mm-hmm. on there. Facts. Like we all, we're adults now. Like I completely agree. We're all working out. Like it's happening. Yeah, like, like good and job. You're, you're not, trying to stay healthy. Like you shouldn't be bragging about yeah. that. So are you theorizing anyone anyone who posts working out stuff? No. So if you're like, bad. if you're in the game, like like if you're an athlete or powerlifter. Yeah, or you're a powerlifter or you're someone that's but like not competitive, but they just like they just like to get big. It's weird. I don't know. Uh that's a that's a that's like the, that, that's where the line is like a little mm. Mm. What you think you're saying, blur, you're saying blurred, big, right? blurred line on if they're like if that is their personality if like if that big, is what they no, do no, 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 no. he's saying what if they're not a competitor because i'm saying if you if you like if you're a bodybuilder or like you're a girl and you're a model and like you're you're making money off of advertisements and like off of your figure and stuff then i understand why you do it or if you're an athlete like I, i'm an athlete i don't post all that shit but like even the, I have teammates that do, I understand it because you're selling your brand but if you're just like our buddy tom and all you talk mm-hmm. about is how much fucking whey protein and creatine you have and like how heavy your bench is and you work a fucking normal nine to five and like play Fortnite before bed like i i think that shit's so fucking stupid <laughs> dude okay to be fair okay no reeling it back to like if you are like a powerlifter or an athlete i'm not going on my dating profile and posting a bunch of pictures of me in the home depot dude yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, show me your hobbies like show me something else like, I, I could i could put something on there like that's gonna be my new one i'm gonna make a i'm gonna remodel my whole tender and it's just gonna be me on a run me working out and me lifting boxes at home depot it's <laughs> fucking awesome send up a demo <laughs> well that's interesting though because i've recently actually gotten to like my algorithm on youtube has changed to like fitness youtubers what do you think about that i think if they're if not like you uh, are i think if you are using it to make money and it is paying your bills and you're building your personal brand i think it's all right now do okay. i think it can be annoying and like over the top absolutely but if you're making a living off of it who the fuck am i to talk about that you know I'm talking about more of like the casual Joe Schmoes, you know, like I, I can name 50 kids off the top of my head that I'm friends with that they don't do shit in their life, but work out. And they're not even like competing or anything. They're just like, like, there's this one, I'm not going to name him. There's one kid I went to FAU with really nice kid, dude. Like every time I see him, super cool to see him, known him for all four years I was in college. 
And I think every mm. single conversation I've ever had with him has been about working out. And like yeah. his whole Instagram is well, yeah, him working annoying. out. And he's just like, bro, that's the you, worst. Yeah, they're like, you don't understand my struggle. I'm like, dude, you, you what do you mean? You're, you're, you have a college degree. Like, what? how hard is your fucking struggle? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're on to something, dude. I actually never thought of how, like, low-key uh, annoying that it's is. It's so annoying. It's literally, it is, it's on the same level of, like, it is on the same level of like people's personality being like with the office or a TV show or something. Mm. It's like, yeah, it's like have an original thought. It's but I mean, sports we're all, is fine. Everyone's, everyone's struggling. Well, dude, if you're like, yeah, if you're an athlete, if you're, that's what you do. The other one, no, 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 the like only other a sports loophole, fan, the only other loophole. Oh I would yeah. Say, oh, like only talking about sports. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. That's yeah, annoying yeah. too. I, I kind of fall in that aspect a little sometimes though. But, but yeah, but some people like, it's just the bros. A lot of people up. think that's like acceptable. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, you gotta, cause they're afraid to take any other risk in conversation. You're <laughs> just saying if, if anyone's obsessed with one thing that they literally can't break, you know, they're a one dimensional hobby type of person. Yeah. But I'm definitely well, the kind of person to... that could talk oh, about sports forever. I could, I am that person in an aspect. Yeah. Tyler, I know Tyler and I could, we've done it before we could sit here and we could shoot the shit about sports for hours if we wanted to, but I think it's like a safety blanket for a lot of people, mm -hmm. especially they guys. don't have to. They, yeah, they can mm -hmm. hide behind it and they don't have to show any of the quirks of their real personality yeah. because I could just talk yeah. about fucking the Bengals for, I could talk about the Bengals for probably 18 hours straight yeah. and be fine. But like, you wouldn't get to know me at all. I would, going back to the working out thing, I'd say the only other loophole, if it's not, like I said, someone building their brand or like doing it for life, is if it's someone that was really obese and then they like lost a bunch of weight and got into shape and like, use that as like motivation and as a journey i i kind of understand that a little i'll kind of i give a little bit of leeway to that you know mm. yeah i agree i mean i as someone who has gone through like waves of losing weight and gaining weight and stuff like that and you know being a bigger guy and then like losing a ton of weight though like when i went through it i didn't want to like I don't know, like if, if if that becomes like your if that does become your brand, I do know some people that have like lost a ton of weight and then now they're like actual like kind of like fitness influencers because oh you can do it too. But like for me personally, like I didn't go out on like dating apps and post old pictures of me fat and then new pictures of me skinny. I just like kept it consistent with who I was and I didn't really talk about it much. It was more of a for me thing. Mm -hmm. mm. Well, I'm a big believer in like I read I mean like I read a lot of books, like I have all these books right here. I mean my show you guys right here flex your books well the, my Ooh. thing is i believe when you realize how everyone's the same it makes achieving what you want in life a lot easier so when you are big and you lose a bunch of weight you're able to inspire and show other people who think that, that it's not possible that it is possible so that's the only 100%. reason why i do understand it to an extent yeah what's your diet uh when i'm in camp or like right now uh i mean like your uh your healthy strict diet whichever when I'm, so like if I'm in fight camp, so I walk around at like 170 to 75. I fight at 145. I'm not eating any carbohydrates. The only carbs I'm having are quick carbs, like right before practice. Damn. But it's high, high, high protein. I'm taking a gallon and a half of water every single day. And I'm it's veggies and fruits out the ass. Just... Mm. And mm -hmm. you got to eat. Like, how, how does that make your shits? Pretty aggressive. <laughs> yeah, pretty it aggressive. sounds terrible. Yeah, but... It, it sounds so cheesy because like you hear it all the time with like TikTok influencers, but you kind of have to eat like a dog. Like you have to eat the same shit every fucking day. Like I'll add mm -hmm. a little bit here and a little bit there, but like it's basically the same shit. I take a fuck ton of supplements. Like I probably take about 15 to 20 supplements a day. So it's just a lot of that. It's, it's water intake and then I water load. So I overload my body with water. And then when I cut, I just, I, the food shortage is already there. 
I just slowly start pulling that water out. How many times do you pee in the middle of the night? Oh, dude. It's like, it, it gets to the point where like, you'll pee, you'll go to lay back down in bed, and the second the blanket comes over, you have to like, pee again. Fuck. Like, you're already oh. like, God damn it, and you have to pee again. Yeah. You might as well just start wetting the bed. Just getting yeah. used to it. You know, so I've never actually diapers. been. I've Get never a been a wet better. Like even when I like I black out drunk, I've never I've never peed the bed. I know friends that every time they black out, they pee themselves, but I've never I've never been like that. I don't think I've, I don't think I ever have either. I've never peed I've the bed. Sh- I've shit myself. I have also shit myself. I I think yeah, everyone. Yeah, I think an adult, I think it's like a coming yeah. of age. It's it's like a rite of passage. Once you're an adult, you have to shit yourself yeah. at least once. No, I mean when I blacked when I blacked out. Yeah. Wait, what? I want to oh. hear this. I want to hear this. <laughs> like I got I got really drunk and I just like woke up and there was poop all over me, and I knew okay, I had okay, to get well, better. You definitely also peed because every every poo is a pee. No, I didn't pee. pee is a poo. I didn't pee. No, I've I've busted it. You must have been that dehydrated. Probably. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how. Like rock, dude. I've definitely peed the bed and on no, my that girlfriend had to be a in bed. Poo. That had to be a soupy I'm, poo. No, it was not. It was not soupy. It was weird. It it's was like a normal kind of, poo, like corn, like cornflakes. It was like flaky and dry. Ugh, Ooh, that that yeah. stinky. Yeah, no, yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> uh, and I realized I had to get my shit together. Well, uh, but I, well, like, I also that's a good one. Nice pun. Like you'd actually yeah, one time I one, <laughs> one time I was in I was sleeping in bed with my girlfriend. We both woke up at the same exact time and we noticed that I peed the bed. Oh, I thought you were gonna say, <laughs> I thought you were gonna say poo. <laughs> No, 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 I did not poop on my I've, girlfriend. I have yeah. a great poop my pants story actually that you're reminding yeah. me of. Yeah, go ahead. When I was in, uh, when I was in like fifth or sixth grade, mm-hmm. uh, we went on a. This is brutal, dude. We went on a um, a field trip to NASA. Nice. Have you ever been? Have you ever been to NASA? Yeah, my. Uh, I didn't. I my, didn't go. But. My my Theo Junior used to be a uh, engineer for the. He used to be a technical engineer that would like model the planes on like the computer and then they'd give it to the people that like made that shit so he's taking some tours when i was younger yeah he he was a fucking badass dude so when you when you did the tour there did you ever do like the the shuttle simulator yeah the flight simulator yeah you shit your pants on the shuttle simulator (laughs) oh yeah dude so i was having a rough day already dude i don't know i probably had like fucking enchiladas for dinner the night before i don't know dude i was a fat little kid too so i always was eating the wrong shit and like never knew it was bad i I just didn't listen to my body i was just like a big kid and um i'm sitting next to my fifth grade teacher and uh on on the simulator and like it tilts back and like i just go to let out a little fart i was like let's be fine it's gonna be okay like whatever wasn't it was a hershey squirt dude like right down and then like right then it was like take off dude it was like a countdown to me shitting myself (laughs) and then right when it took off and the whole thing starts shaking so it's just rubbing me in my own shit and then i didn't and then then right after that we had to get on a bus to go over to the saturn 5 like moon cafe so like that's like a 30 minute bus ride over to like where they actually launch shuttles and so i was like sitting in my own shit no dude were you wearing boxers or briefs boxer briefs i think might have been briefs there's no way it was boxers that kind of held that shit no in no 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 dude i was it was hanging on by a thread it was so and like i just like i went to the bathroom i just like i think i went commando the rest of the day yeah, i like wiped my ass underwear. with my yeah. underwear and i was like this is bad and like i just like sat in a puddle of shit for a good 45 oh. minutes like really like i smelt too like i knew it dude no one ever said anything i never got bullied for that i think it was because there was enough material on my material <laughs> but <laughs> dude tyler and i have a mutual friend um i wouldn't say his name but he uh he has a peeing problem when he blacks out, and he didn't know that until uh, we called him peeing blacks out. 
Oh, oh, yeah. When he's like, but when he's up, not when he's asleep. No, 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 no. He's he's asleep. He wakes. He's oh, like, he like sleepwalks and pees. Oh, I did he that one time. And pees. Yeah, dude. So the it's first better than time, pissing yourself. So mm. I, I've caught this friend doing it about four or five times. But up yeah. until I caught him, he didn't know what happened. So who knows Damn. where he's peed or like what has happened? But the first time, <laughs> it was it was like the summer going into college. So like like we threw a big party at his house. It was like a last hurrah. We're like, you know what? Fuck it. Like like his parents just bought another house, so this house was being sold anyway. So it was like it was like our send off to college. You know, we have a big, we have a big party. You know, we all black out. Everyone leaves, and it's just me our mutual friend and another one of our mutual friends. And the one who had the party, like the main kid, he we, he falls asleep. And me and our other friend, we're just like smoking or watching TV. I don't know. It was like three in the morning. It was so long ago. And in the middle of us like hanging out, the friend that fell asleep just wakes up. He's not, I, I thought he woke up. Wakes up, turns around. He's sleeping on the couch, turns around, drops his pants to his ankles and just starts <laughs> peeing all over the couch. Dude, it wait, so he doesn't even go to the bathroom. I thought it was like, I thought this guy was like a, like, like a fucking robot. Like he takes a 3D scan of his surroundings and he gets himself <laughs> no, no, to no, safety. No, 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 he just pees. He stood up. It wasn't like he whipped his dick out. Like, like, you know, he just unzipped your pants. No, he like dropped the drawers in front of me and our other friend. And we're like. Down we're to like, the ankles? Yes, down to the ankles. And just starts peeing Bro. all over his own couch in his living room. And we're like, yo, dude, stop. What are you doing? That's on the toilet. And we're like, I'm kicking him. And then we start throwing pillows at him. And I'm like, I'm not touching him. Like, there's no way I'm touching him. He's fucking naked and he's peeing. And he's just like, just pissing all over his own couch, finishes, pulls his pants back up, and then goes back to sleep on the couch. And then the next Damn. morning has no idea it happened. Right in his own pee? Right in his own pee. Oh, no. Next morning has no idea, doesn't believe us. And then we make him smell the couch. And he's like, holy fucking shit. And then since That's then, so bad. I called him like four more times doing this. So who that's knows what he's done when no one else is there? Like who knows what he's peed on? It that's hasn't wild. Known. Yeah, that was also probably a crazy moment before he's right before he started peeing. He just shows you his flaccid penis and just stands there. And you're like, what are you doing? <laughs> you're like, wait, what is going on? <laughs> I didn't even think of that. You and your boy are just sitting there, and your other friend just gets up from his little slumber and just gets naked. I'd be like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? I'd be like, right now? You're dude, the this, party this already ended now? Bro. Right now? <laughs> I've been uh, waiting for this. Uh, it, was, it was one of the weirdest things I've ever experienced in my fucking life. That's funny. That's fucking I, uh, hilarious and terrifying. Now you mention it, I actually remember my dad telling me I slept walk one time went down to the living room and pulled my dick out and almost peed in front of him. But I was like seven, so it yeah. wasn't that weird. Yeah, you weren't 18, but, so. Yeah. 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 My dad was like, finally. Well, dude, the next morning, he was like mad at us, me and the other friend. He's like, why didn't you like tackle me? I was like, bro, because you were naked. I was going to fucking tackle out. you. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. Damn. Brady, you also reminded me, uh, uh, you said like how you, when you were a kid, you were just eating whatever. That reminded yeah. me like before, it's crazy how much we didn't know about like dieting and like what food is good. Cause like before flag football games that you would go to in like elementary school, my dad would give me two McDonald's chicken biscuits, a chocolate milk and a hash brown. Obviously I never made a single play. I've sucked. And it was probably cause he fucking gave me the heaviest food ever. Yeah. And I was already yeah. fat on top of that. Well, you but. know, there's a theory to why, like, the dieting system sucked for so long, too. It's because the, um, so I don't know if you remember this, but, like, when you were younger, 
they would teach you the food pyramid in school and like what levels are most important. Yeah. And they'd have carbs as the most important. It's like and the biggest have, block. Yes. Yeah. They'd have carbs as the most important. And the reason for this was because the farming industry, like the wheat industry and stuff, were paying like like nutritionists and shit mm-hmm. to promote that. And mm-hmm. I want to say it was in either 2008 or 2012, whenever Obama was president, Michelle Obama tried to do like a thing like fighting it. And they fucking mailed yeah, the her. healthy plate. And they mailed her and they were like, you're going to stop promoting this shit or we're going to like come after you. So like mm-hmm. that was That's another wild. reason like we thought carbs were the healthiest, but carbs are the worst. Like carbs are the yeah. only time you should be eating carbs is right before a workout because you're going to burn them out. You should yeah, never yeah. really well, be eating carbs at all, honestly. Not that and heavily, like, yeah. Yeah. And the carbs that they're talking about is like. It's like bread it's, and it's pasta. Like, it's like the heaviest fucking carbs. Yeah, yeah, they're not talking about like sweet potatoes and shit. No, potato, you know? potatoes yeah, actually, are great yeah. for you. Those are more of a, they're more of a, uh, they're more of a polysaccharide. Or uh, I think that's just yeah. One. So like they're like a mixture Fun- of a carb. Yeah. Funny one off from what you were saying about like, Michelle Obama, isn't it kind of really funny that uh wasn't a uh, Melania Trump's whole thing like to stop cyberbullying and then her husband, the president of the United States, might have been the best cyberbully of all time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <that's funny. laughs> I don't, wait, wait, was it? Wait, was you're it talking about, you're talking about Obama was... or Trump? Trump. Trump's wife. Trump's wife's whole thing. Like every first lady picks some crusade they go on, and mm. uh, Melania's was like to stop cyberbullying. Oh shit! But she's <laughs> married to Trump, the probably the greatest cyberbully of yeah. all time. Go cyberbullying. <laughs> That's yeah, I remember. I remember my elementary school had like Papa John's, like regularly, like served up, and that was our meal for the day. It was like a milk and a Papa John's, and then Michelle Obama came through, and we started having like meatloaf and stuff. That just sucked, but I'm a big fan of meatloaf personally. What a curveball to throw little kids. Well, dude, I mean, if it's good, if it's elementary school cafeteria yeah. public school meatloaf, it's terrible. If you look at it though, like like. It just goes, <clears throat> I mean, I can I can dive down a rabbit hole when it comes to food for hours, but mm-hmm. if you look at it in America, it just goes with part of our thing of like bigger, better, bigger is better. You know, like it, uh, you can buy yep. a burger at McDonald's for 99 cents, but a salad's five bucks. Mm-hmm. And then you go, and then you look at all of our people. I mean, one third of the United States population is obese. That's fucking terrible. That's terrible. Dude, and then you, right go to, you go to I'm Europe. <laughs> you go to Europe and they're all skinny as fuck. And it's because they're eating better and their food is better and their their meat doesn't have fucking steroids in it and shit, you know? Like they're eating better food. Their water's pure. Like there's a lot that goes into it. But in America, it's all like mm-hmm. bigger, better, bigger, better. And then now we're in this phase where we're promoting people being fat as a good thing. Like, oh, dude, you're, mm-hmm. you're beautiful. Like, no, it's not. It has nothing to do with what I think of how you look. It has to do with your health. It is not. I'm not mm-hmm. calling you ugly. I'm saying that you being obese is scientifically terrible for your body. Like you are yeah. killing yourself. Yeah. It has nothing it's to like do with- like the number one killer, dude, yes. is being fat. It, it, makes every, it makes everything else more dangerous. Yes, 100%. Everything else. And we can talk about cigarettes. We can talk about tobacco. We can talk about drunk driving. We can talk about all this. It is nowhere near the amount of deaths caused by obesity or deaths mm-hmm. that are happened because of obesity led to it faster or something. You know what I mean? But that never yeah, gets dude. talked about. If you, if you smoke and you're fit, it's all right. Yeah, you're if you straight. smoke and you're fat, it's way worse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the thing is, what makes more money? A bunch of fucking healthy, in shape people or a bunch of fat, dying people? There's fat dying more people. money with hospitals. Medical, there's medical more money shit. with medicals. About that. More money yeah. with trainers. If everyone's in great shape, there's not as many ho- needs for hospitals. There's not as many need for opioids. There's not as many needs of trainers. It's all a fucking scheme, dude. It's all a scheme. Mm. And now you got people like Lizzo, who's being promoted as a model 
when in reality, and I have nothing against her. I, I, I'm not saying- Oh, she come on, ugly. Lizzo's hot. Yeah, I, I'm not saying anything against her. I'm just saying <laughs> you're promoting improper health that's going to kill yeah, people. Yeah, I saw something um, recently who who uh like joe biden elected his, as his like i guess i don't know what the title is the administrator of health or something but they they came out with a new sort of like it wasn't a food pyramid but it was just like it was more like tiers like five tiers and it was saying like types of foods that are good for you and the ones you it was like a scale it was like ones you want to have in abundance and ones you really want to avoid and they literally put lucky charms ahead of steak oh yeah like you i saw can have, that i saw you that. can have lucky charms more than you can have steak mm -hmm. like long term that'll be better for you like it doesn't is make it, any is sense. it an accurate it's thing no. it's literally no. sugar and it's just sugar it's corn. just concentrated sugar yeah the thing about the thing about sense. the american the thing about the american diet that is like the most fascinating to me is that it's basically we've found every different way to consume corn and that's about it everything mm. is corn yeah. <laughs> is it's red corn. meat that bad for you red meat yeah cholesterol um, over time every maybe. single fucking day you're gonna clog your arteries but mm. <clears throat> i i take i take a beef supplement every single day mm. <clears throat> dude i mean and the, and the more i've done research and the more like as an athlete I'm, I'm constantly looking at how to like better my health and like get more longevity and like how to not feel like shit all the time the carnivore diet is money bro it's expensive really? so that's why it's like really hard to do but it's it's fucking money dude look at our ancestors dude you think they were Just fucking all they were doing and all these people that are like talking about like veganism is the best dude they they're all malnourished as fuck and they all hate their lives that it's the truth. fucking weak yes it's terrible and now now on the other aspect if you're an extremist with beef yeah it's gonna fucking you're gonna have a heart attack you're gonna clog your arteries uh, a good example of this is, I want to say in the early 2000s, Brock Lesnar, he had to cancel a UFC fight because his arteries got clogged because he was only eating steak. That was it. Mm. You know, so you need Damn. to like obviously proportion it and stuff. But dude, mix, mix you up. Need, Should you mix up which meats you're consuming? Yeah, yeah, like chicken, pork, like you can change it up. I mean, you can get protein from beans. Like there's other ways to maneuver okay. around it as well. But I, I'm a big believer of having red meat, like at least steak. I have steak three times a week. That's my thing. I said... So you probably you you meal prep, I presume, right? Uh kind of sort of. I like mentally do it. Like I'll make a bunch of different meats and I'll make a bunch of different bases and then I'll just like okay. mix it up. But like I know what I have in my fridge. Okay. Now okay. once I'm in the so end of my say, cut, like, what does like, a typical like meal for you look like? Like as far as proportion of like meat to what veggie to what? It's always like, more what meat. You... Meat's my number one. So like let's say I'm in let's say I'm in fight camp. My breakfast is gonna be eggs with potatoes and avocado. The avocado is fat. And the good thing about fats is there's this huge like misconception of fats are terrible. But if you eat healthy fats, they will overcome your carbohydrates and give you your energy. So like avocados and peanut butter and like cashews and nuts, they will they will hold less weight and like less shit in your body as a carb, but give you the same amount of energy because your body will burn it as a carbohydrate. So I, I have that in the morning. And then my lunch is, it depends on what training I'm doing that day. If it's a super hard training, I'm going to add some carbohydrates because I can't not like I train too hard to go on a pure carnivore diet. I just, I can't, my body will be run down. I'll have a light rice or a potato on my body. Also, you remember too, like everyone's body reacts from through different foods differently. Like well, no one's the fucking same. So like I've done a lot of like experimental, like pasta I do terrible with, it bloats me. I hold on to it too long, it's terrible. But potatoes, my body responds very well. So I'll do a potato with a protein. And then at night, I'll, I love to have a bunch of greens, like a fuck ton of greens. like bunch of asparagus or bro or brussels sprouts and i'll have like a steak because you need to remember when you go to sleep that's eight hours of no eating 
you're, you can't, if you eat like a shitty dinner, and that's a problem a lot of people have is they eat a very light dinner and then they wonder why they feel like ass when they wake up. It's because you just went mm. 12 hours without fucking eating. That's terrible. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I try to mm. load up, especially after a hard practice. I try to eat a lot. I try to have my breakfast and my dinner to be my biggest. And they kind of have like a bunch of tiny little meals throughout the day. So you don't fast at all in the morning? Um, I mean, when I'm in a weight cut, dude, like it's kind of like all fucking fast. But I don't know. I've, okay. I've been looking into intermittent fasting recently because I'm a huge George St. Pierre fan. Like that's like the guy that got me into mixed martial arts. And he fucking intermits fast for three to five days every month. So I've been, I haven't done it, but I've, I've been looking into it and seeing. I mean, it kind of makes sense. Just three to five sense. days a month? Yeah. Well, you drink water, that's, obviously. That's not, yeah, I say, but that's not like, that's not a ton. Straight. When you say, when, when you're saying, oh, okay. When you're, but when you're saying, when you're saying intermittent fasting, like, do you mean like he's just drinking water he's those days? He's just like drinking he's going, water for three to five days. Oh, so not like, okay. Cause mm. like when I hear intermittent fasting, I'm thinking, oh, you only eat between the hours of two and six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're and you have two meals like between Ramadan that time. Type of shit. Yeah, something like that. Shit. Yeah, no, I'm serious. I don't know, dude. It's about to be, it's about to be lent tomorrow. I start, I, I got to fast tomorrow, religiously speaking. What, what, oh, yeah. what is that? Catholic? Yeah, for Lent. So there's like two days a year where you're required to fast in Catholicism. Damn, uh, dude. I've never Ash, heard of that. Never done that in my life. I'm going to put my cross no one does back that. in my t shirt. Ash, yeah. <laughs> Ash Wednesday and Good Friday. <laughs> And then every Friday you're supposed to abstain from meat. Mm-hmm. Why does why do they uh, during, just during fish, Lent? Just during fish. Lent. Just forty days out of the year. Just forty days out of the year. You a, do that. Is that because you went to the though, desert? Right? What was that? You can eat fish on Fridays, just not meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah just not meat. I love fish. Is yeah, that because of the forty days it. in the desert? I mean, symbolically, yeah, that's like part of it. Forty days Oof. happens a lot in the Bible. It comes up a lot. Who pitched the so, Who pitched the fast idea at the beginning? Um, you know, I'm, I'm not sure. I think it's just kind of like, there's like certain like minimum requirements that the church kind of has to like, that keep you like involved. And it's like that. And then it's also like obviously going to church on Sundays and going on holy days of obligation. But in reality, like the only thing, the real only thing that you have to do to like remain in good standing with the church is receive communion on Easter. Mm-hmm. That's like the only thing you technically have well, to do. And you need to also get your sins revoked too. Exactly. Yeah. Or else you can't you have can't communion. communion. So you would have to. So mm. that takes a lot of steps to get to that point anyway. So it's like a lot of stuff built in there. Right. And so. Um, well, Ramadan's kind of like, crazy just, too, bro. I have a lot of teammates that are Muslim and they can only eat when, oh, fuck. I want to say they can only eat from like sundown till midnight. That's it. So it's like four hours maybe. And like I have teammates Damn. that like they they go they wake up they go to work they go practice the same fucking practice I do with no food or water no food or fucking water ain't. that's or water badass. yeah so the way it is is it's supposed to be no food or water until it's unsafe so like it, most athletes will have water or they'll have like very fucking tiny amounts of food but for the majority of it I have teammates that are so strict they'll do a whole practice they'll like I said they'll wake up they'll go to their fucking nine to five. They'll come and do practice from fucking five to seven and they won't touch a drop of water or food for, I think it's a month long. And then they just go eat at night and that's it. Like that's insane to me and, and respect to them. Cause I could never, that's insane to me. Yeah. <clears throat> for us, it's just like this small portion of the year. It's just the 40 days of Lent and it's just a season of reflection and growth kind of happens around the spring. What are you, what are you giving up for Lent this year, Brady? I don't always give something up necessarily. Like sometimes I'll like practice something or whatever. What you're not you like? It's not like required that you. Eh, it's not required know. that you like give sure. something up. Sometimes <laughs> it's like, sure oh, I'm sure gonna. It's kind of required. 
I think I'm just no, gonna have like, a tummy so, okay, rumble it could be for like, about a day or so, two. So okay, instead of instead of giving something <laughs> up, I could be like, oh, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna volunteer ten hours a week or whatever. You can do stuff like that okay. too. But me personally, this year, uh, I was thinking about it today because so today is what we call fat Tuesday where a lot of people just like you eat all day you just go crazy because you know you're gonna fast and abstain throughout the, the next 40 days which fat Tuesday fat Tuesday at the that, church so translate <laughs> translate fat Tuesday into French Mardi Gras that's what that is oh so, yeah so that's why you party for a week mardi gras people all their way they all wear their masks and stuff they come from french the french catholics they all did that so like they go party hard the mask is like as much as they you fucking, are while you're like doing the because they would shit, go to right? these like extravagant yeah. parties where they're all binge drinking and yeah. having sex in the open wild crazy shit so you couldn't see what it was so when you go to church on ash wednesday you didn't know <laughs> it's a loophole. who you're fucking partying with yeah exactly it was a loophole but um that's what like all that shit comes from it's just the french being fucking wild catholics but um but yeah so this year i'm thinking uh of like you know i'm only only going to drink on like saturdays or something it's like one thing i'll do and then i think instead of just abstaining from meat on fridays i'm going to fast every friday throughout lent with water though. um and like yeah like a full fast like just water and if like i'm dying some bread if that uh, dude, you know, I, like, I think i think you'll be fine one day of just water i don't not that bad. i don't need it that's what i'm saying yeah, i can definitely bad. do it i have done it so like that's that's kind of you know that's what i'm gonna do tomorrow that's what i'm gonna do uh and then like every friday throughout is the plan and then um on top of that i just like i kind of want to use this to get my own regiment back in you know i want to you know be working out every day and being more mindful and all that stuff and doing that through like you know uh you know having prayer be a part of my workouts something that's helped me in the past so it's something i want to like maybe do so like when i go for a run i'll pray a rosary while i go for a run mm -hmm. you know that kind of thing so that way it kind of all ties you together also and like uh make your workout body, mind, and soul. different bible verses i know people that do that like yeah they'll, they'll do a bible verse that has to like i'm just gonna pull something out of my ass but like let's say it's something like pushing a rock up a fucking mountain like there's a, some story yeah. about that someone they'll they'll make their workout to like incorporate that kind of thing i know some people that do shit like yeah that. but i remember when, like, when yeah. me and tyler were at jesuit you everyone would just give up masturbating and then after on like three not days later either, yeah. Everyone yeah, not yeah everyone came in like this is the year bro i'm gonna do it yeah. I, I went to i went to a i went to a catholic high school too but it was boys and girls but me and my friends used to call Every we would call it NFL, like no fat land. Yeah, so you but could get it would get through it. No ever like, fucking lasted yeah, a week. Yeah, by that dude. Friday, everyone's like, "Fuck, dude!" Like so and so's yeah. nudes got leaked around. Like I had to be my dick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it was like that every fucking year. I swear. But I had to yeah. milk it, man. So it's kind of like it's like in a way like a New Year's resolution to yourself, like kind of, but like with with, with God power. Yeah, in a way. So that's a really good mm -hmm. way to look at it because technically, yeah. Well, it's not the yeah. It is. It is kind of technically like the beginning of the what we call like the liturgical calendar. So it is like the beginning of um. I think it's the beginning. Yeah, because I think Advent her Advent might be the beginning. Yeah, Advent is. So the that's beginning, like that's like Christmas yeah. and then this. But this is like all lined up with like springtime and all mm -hmm. that and renewal. So it is like a very good time to reflect and grow. And then, you know, usually Lent's over by like April at the latest anyway. So then it's like you got the rest of the year to be like, wow, okay, like I'm set towards this goal. And then since, you know, I've been, you know, more focused the past, you know, couple years on like trying to be mindful and in the moment. I'm trying to find ways to not just, you know, give something up, but incorporate things that would keep me in the moment. So like 
tying it, you know, mind, body, soul, tying that into like, you know, I like praying while I work out or like mm -hmm. setting up certain times while I'm at work, even like a timer that'll go off every, you know, these are just things I could do. Like a timer goes off every hour. And I just say a prayer on that hour just to keep me in the moment and mm -hmm. mindful. You got a good fucking head on yeah. your shoulders, bro. <laughs> It takes it, it's we're working on it. Yeah. What, uh, <laughs> we're working progress. That's why we that's why we do these uh, things. Resolutions? Do I? I mean, did you make any this year at all? Uh I think I did. I forgot. Uh <laughs> I uh I started journaling. I started journaling every single day. Oh, that's a good oh. one. Yeah. So oh. um I wanna I've always wanted to write a book. Like it's been like a huge I'm a I'm a journalist major. Like I, I wanna be a sports analyst, like I'm into journalism. Wait, you are? I didn't know that. Yeah, that's my that's my thing. I graduated with oh, a degree wow. in multimedia journalism. Yeah. Wow. So um, I That's always awesome. wanted to write a book. That's and a good one. I read Matthew McConaughey's book, which was just like a compilation of all of his journals from the like 45 years. So I was like, Did you listen to the audio book? <laughs> no, I, I read. I read the book. <laughs> I listen to the audio book, bro. He reads it like it's a like it's a rap song. Sometimes it's pretty funny. It's funny, but um, great book by the way. Especially if you're in your twenties and like you're in a weird state of you don't know what the fuck's going on. It really helps you like come to terms and realize like everyone is in the same fucking boat um, dude we talk about that all the time yeah yeah but i started journaling and the way i do it is i, I i'm trying to start <clears throat> from the earliest memory i have and then just trying to like go through everything good bad ugly anything i can remember throughout my life and then obviously there's times where like i'll i'll have a day where i just wrote about what happened that day because something significant happened or something i don't want to forget like it's my journal, so I can do whatever the fuck I want with it. But I try to do it every single day. And I started with the earliest memory I had. And I started in like kind of telling a story. And then I'll stop. I'll add a story and then I don't want to forget. And then I'll just go back to like the main story of it. And I, I started doing that. And like it made me understand why people go to therapy. Because it's so therapeutic yeah, just to get it out. I would say that is therapy. Just to get yeah, it out. Is therapeutic. Like, like I just, yeah. I, I had my first ever relationship a year ago. This time we broke up. First ever girlfriend I ever had in my entire fucking life. So I just, I just, I spent like the past two months writing about it all and it fucking was like, it was like, it just, I, I don't, I don't even like remember it anymore. It's like, it came out of here and it's like glued to the paper. Like I, and it mm. made me understand like why people go to therapy and it's not because they want advice. It's just because they want to get it out. And by me like yes. getting it out on the paper, I'm like, holy shit. Like it's very fucking therapeutic and it's, it's fun, dude. And like there's stories I forgot, like. The, another big thing for me too was like <clears throat> me and me and Tyler have a friend Matt and I hung out with them probably two months ago and he was telling me all these stories from high school that I was in and I couldn't fucking remember them like I had no recollection of the stories I'm like dude I don't remember any of this happening because dude you were there you did this like you I was like I don't remember well, this well you've probably been hitting the head a couple times yeah but still I just think it's like <laughs> I think it's also a part of like not like I, not that I, I like I like try to ignore it. It's just like I'm. Con There's just so much shit in life that sometimes yeah. it's like, what's a bigger priority to remember? And you push it out. So I just been going through it, and honestly, it sounds really fucking dumb, but like Snapchat memories have helped me a lot. Like just going through it and like helping <laughs> with the time span. I'm being serious, and then like yeah. Yeah, I'll yeah, see yeah. a Snapchat memory, and then I write about. It. I'm like, oh my god, this was the same time as this, and then a memory I forgot about will pop up. And it's just like, it's crazy. And I want to be able oh, to like, awesome. I want it to be when I'm on my deathbed and I'm dying. I have a fucking box of 500 journals that I can give to my family. And then they can see how I saw the world and my perspective and like how I viewed it and how like I lived my life like through me, you know, because there's no better way than that. You know, that's like, yeah, the that's thing actually really cool. Doing. Yeah, I actually fuck with that. I might, I might join you on that journey, dude. I might start getting into that. That's really it's smart. hard at first. It's really hard, especially when you start writing about things you don't want to write about, like, like I yeah. said, when I wrote about my ex, it was really difficult at first because I fucking hate her. 
a lot but once i got it out it was like it was like i said it was like it came out of my brain it's not even in my brain anymore it's just glued to that paper you know and it's it's cool mm -hmm. it's it's really cool it, it, some things are a little weird though like i'll i'll be writing about a story or have a memory about someone and i want to hit them up be like you remember this but like it's just weird because like it's just there's no reason to bring that up you know yeah but dude people love that though when you like remember something you bring that shit up and that that always gets people going and fi funny enough that you're saying this i was literally just up at the when i was at the cafe earlier tyler i was uh i was going through my snapchat memories with one of my friends up there we were just going through because like they were asking me about like what fsc was like and i was like well i could tell you where i could show you and so i was showing a bunch of videos of us partying yeah. and having good times and all that stuff so i was like and it was like awesome i loved every second of doing that and like watching somebody else enjoy my like memories was really cool too but um that being said dude this actually would be a fun little topic dude what is what is the first thing you guys can remember like what's your first memory the first I can tell you this is probably you know yeah, yours I do because this is like my favorite question to ask like my family members when I'm like at Ooh, a that's so smart when I'm at like a wedding or something and I'm just making small talk and I just bring up something interesting but uh mine's actually pretty dark and it's it, I've thought it about is. it for a long time my, yeah, yeah mine's pretty dark and strange uh I can't I can't tell you like which one came first at what age but I have three specifically. There's a, there was my great grandmother died, and I'm looking at her body like face to face in the casket. Oh open my casket. god! And how she's old, like waxed how up. How old do you think you were? Like five or younger? Maybe four or five. I think all of these. I'm either four or five. I don't know which came first. Was it before but it was, you started going to school? That I I can't tell okay. you. I might have been in preschool. Okay. Probably wasn't in kindergarten because I have more memories about kindergarten in that time because that time was also kind of strange. But um, yeah, I'm like looking at my grandmother and like I touch her face and it's like really freaking me out. You touched her while and she was in I, the casket? Yeah, because she looked all like, she looks like they put a gloss on her so they don't decay. So oh, she looks yeah, like wax. Yeah, yeah. So it's like not really, it doesn't really look like her. It's weird. Yeah. And I remember I prayed. I don't I don't remember all I said, but I do remember like take care of uh D, which was her name. She was like I just said like take care of D. She's very nice. Take care of her in heaven. Probably said some other stuff. But then my dad walked in and saw me praying on the open casket as like a kid. And he's like started sobbing with like emotion because it was just so sweet. It was his mom. And then I uh no, it was it was just it's my mom's grandmother. Okay. So but he just like thought because like the image of it of like this new kid in the life praying for life cycle dude another yeah. life it like really yeah, took him just ended, years just started yeah yeah and then yeah exactly so that was probably a trip for him and then the other one is i was at a i was at a beach four or five years old and a guy drowned uh at the beach Jesus, and my Ty. dad yeah i know god yeah, my, damn bro <laughs> my my dad and uh my other friends like went into the water after him to like get him and like try to resuscitate him um and i just remember crying because i thought if my dad like touched a dead guy he would also die <laughs> and then yeah and so i think my mom dude my mom freaked me out because i'm pretty sure it's crazy because i think they told me that santa was real but then they were like but when you die you just you're, you're done <laughs> like they didn't make up like a story <laughs> so, I, so i'm just i remember sitting in her bed and just being like holy fuck i'm just gonna be gone what the hell you mean? Existential crisis at like th four years old. That shit, yeah, dude. Yeah. So that shit probably fucked me up a little bit. But then what's weird about that is like taking into account those are my first memories. I've never ever had one person close to me ever die 
all my grandparents are still alive all to my friends day, are still man. alive you don't Knock know on wood, nobody buddy. yeah well, yeah that's crazy man. Knock on wood but that is crazy it's, that's blessed like you're blessed for that yeah. yeah but it's crazy that those those were my first memories ever and then right now like everyone's still like doing good in my life so it's weird my first so i have three i wrote down over here as my first memories i can remember was uh my abuela so i'm half hispanic my mom's side's all cuban and when I was a child, the only language I knew until I was about five was Spanish because my babysitter was a student of my mom's who was, I think, Dominican and their parents, my babysitter, they only spoke Spanish. So I only knew Spanish until I was like five years old. And then they ended up moving away. So my abuela, like my mom's grandma, but I called her abuela, um, she was straight from Cuba. So her mindset was no Spanish, English, 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 we're American, we're American. So she would not teach me any Spanish. So I lost all my Spanish. That was uh, one of them. The other one I had is when I started mixed martial arts. I was four years old. You know, I did my first ever jujitsu class when I was four. And then the other one was uh, my godmother passed away when I was in first or second grade with breast cancer. And um, she was supposed to be like infertile. And when she had breast cancer, they found out she was pregnant and she actually stopped taking her meds. So her child would be born and she like let her life die. Wow. Kid. So that, those are the first three memories I have that I can Whoa. think of off the dome. Dang. See, mine, mine's a, a lot more silly, <laughs> but the, but when I, when I, when I think when I, th- and I used to like think about it all the time. Cause I was like, is this my first memory? And the more I thought about it, the more started to uncover from like, really like really young like weirdly young where like i pull up details and i I was able to pull up details of it like with my parents like was this a thing that ever happened and they're like yeah and i was like how do i know that like how do i remember that um but like so my first one i can remember after like after thinking about the 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 other one which i'll get to and i'll i'll preface that one by saying this is the one i used to think was the first but the first thing i actually can remember was i was probably two maybe three years old i think i was two like young young like i don't even know how i know this like but i remember when we were moving out of our house in kentucky they like sat us up in the moving truck like we sat in the moving truck for a minute or whatever for like a picture or whatever but i remember looking up at like you know how like there's cables that connect like the trailer of a truck to like on like a big semi truck like a big moving truck, yeah, the cables yeah. that connected to the actual like car. I just remember looking at those and I remember like the colors of the wires being like green and blue. And then I have a dream that I remember from that same time in my life, which is really weird because then I can remember details of like vague details of like our basement in Kentucky. And then I have like very vivid memories of what our backyard looked like because I had this dream one time that me and my dad were down by the creek and it was like Noah's Ark and like two animals of every kind were like crossing over the creek so like i can remember that and i don't like i could bring those up and talk to that with my parents like later in life and like we never talk about like our old house in kentucky or whatever like most of our family wasn't even born yet so like i didn't even know that there was a creek there or any of that stuff so like i just thought maybe it was like we're so but like no they're like no that actually matches up with like what we had going on so that was crazy but what that came from is i would think about this all the time this is what i used to think was my first memory and this was when i was about three years old i remember it like this whole day so vividly i walked into i was at my grandma's house with my parents i don't think emma might have been born so it was just me jake and emma and i remember walking through my grandma's like french double doors into her uh living room elmo was on tv i looked over the couch and i see my brother and he threw a sippy cup and it hit me right above my eye 
busted my eye open. I remember every aspect that I remember like freaking out. I remember my dad like scooping me up, taking me to the hospital. I remember getting my eye glued back together. Like they put glue on a bandaid. It was a, uh, uh, who was it? It was a freak. Who's the, what's up doc? Who's that? That's Bugs, Bugs Bunny. Bunny. Bugs Bunny, Bugs Bunny Band-Aid. I remember playing Snake on my dad's old Nokia phone while like they were signing us out of the hospital and like being probably terrible at it. But I just remember playing Snake on an old like Nokia 9000 and then like going to McDonald's and like that was it for like the next three years. <laughs> and then just picks right back up in like preschool and you being know, in Memphis in like a snow day or something. You know what's something that's I, I've started to learn that's really cool about um that's really cool about the uh the journaling too is like you realize like the perspective on things like how little things are versus yeah. when you thought they were big and like one of my personal trainers his name is nick sky you can look him up nick skyler i don't know if you guys remember this story but in 2011 a uh a boat capsized off of clearwater beach and three nfl players died and he was the only one to survive and he lasted out there by himself for 50 hours with 14 foot waves hitting him a hundred miles off land. He lost 52 pounds. Like he went through the craziest Holy mind. Shit. Like, he went through the dark, he went through hell, like literal living hell. And he always tells me, cause you know, like we're in that age right now where like we're freaking the fuck out. You know, like we're like, holy shit. Like as soon as I graduated college, I was like, oh my God, I'm fucked. Like, you know, yeah, like, like what everyone, the fuck do I do? Is freaking <laughs> the fuck out. Yeah. And he would always tell me, think about where you were five years ago. And I was like, well, I was a fucking sophomore in high school. He goes, what was your biggest holy stress? Shit. He said, what was your biggest stress five years ago? I was like, I don't know, maybe like going to homecoming or like asking a hot girl. He goes, he goes, then think about in five years from now, how little your stress will be for that you're going through. And I'm like, fuck, you know, and as I started journaling, I started like writing these stories and doing these things and like all this shit that like meant a lot to me at the time or like shit that stressed me out or like shit I thought was the end of the world. It means fucking nothing. It means nothing. And, and now that I understand that, I'm able to like, I don't know if I'd say like take risks or like I'm, I'm a lot more comfortable with situations now, knowing how like, you know, when you're when you're 15 years old, like I'll give a great example. When I was 15 years old, I told this girl, Tyler probably remembers this. I told this girl I loved her and shit. And some fucking kid in our school screenshotted the text and posted on Twitter. And like it oh, went man. viral. And fucking at the time I was like, I'm going to kill myself. I was like, well, there goes like everything yeah. ever. And now like I could give I could that's, give two shits that's about so that. Funny. Now. You know what I yeah. mean? Like I could give a fuck about that now. And like it, it's just yeah. it's just things like that where like now when something happens, I don't I don't hold on to it as much. I don't I don't freak out as much. And you know, like, yeah, I'm not gonna sit here and act like I don't stress out. I, there's something I stress about every fucking day. But I'm financially good. I have both my parents, they're alive, they love me, I have a great family, and I don't have I'm not raising a kid. And I know a lot of fucking kids our age that are. So no matter how mm. shitty of a situation I'm in right now, it could be so much worse. You know, and that's mm. one thing journaling started showing me too, is like the perspective and like how severe a situation really is versus what you think it is at the time. Yeah. Some wise words that you're kind of reminding me of. And this is kind of why I've been focusing a lot on the moment because me and my dad talk a lot. We get really deep on things. But my dad used to tell me all the time, especially like in college and in high school, like when I would get worried or anxious about things or anything like that or you know, feel it. Like he would tell me, you know, it'd be like worry, doubt, fear, confusion, or all just a misuse of your imagination. It's all live. It is. It's just a misuse of your imagination. Socrates said it. We we suffer more in our imagination than in reality. That's very mm. true. That's where all the other stuff comes from. And if you, so if you ever catch yourself now, like getting anxious or worried or whatever, yeah, you can think about what's gonna be like in five years, because then you're gonna realize like this is just a misuse of my imagination. Mm -hmm. Things could just as well 
go great or this might not even matter and it probably won't most likely you won't even remember it in a couple months you know yeah for most things we had a uh i had a um there's this kid named bentley sanders that i grew up playing football with and he's like he was an extremely highly recruited football player he went on to play in nevada he led the entire country in interceptions last year and he um he came on our podcast and he was talking to it about it and he said his mom always told him keep your head where your feet are you know you're thinking about next week you're thinking about tomorrow keep your head where your feet are what what do you, what do you where are your feet right now my feet are sitting in this podcast room i'm in a podcast with you guys that should be the only thing on my mind, you know, and the moment I, I know it sounds, you guys are about to make fun of me, but like, I, there's a thing Andrew Tate talked about that I really love a lot. And it's oh, like, I do this a lot. I, I, think smart guy this, I think about this all the time. Like when I have a situation that's giving me anxiety, I, I do a three-step rule. I go, is it an emergency? No. Is it a right now problem? Is it something that's going to affect me right now that I need to fix right now? No. Is it a today problem? Is it a February 21st? 2023 a tuesday problem no if it's not one of those three problems worry about it tomorrow you know and that's something mm -hmm. i've been starting to do a lot more too and i've been trying to meditate more but i'm not it's just it can get boring and sometimes it can get overwhelming but like i have a buddy of mine a hanatsu he's a defensive end at rutgers meditates for 15 minutes every morning before he touches his phone before he does anything he has a glass of water that's so meditates. smart and i, I do that a lot of times we freak out and we think about like all this shit on our plate and we overemphasize and we get, like you said, we, we make it worse than it is. But when you sit there with yourself and you tell yourself, all I got to do today is this, this, and this, this is how I'm going to do this. This is how I'm going to do that. That's how I'm going to do that. This is only going to take me 10 minutes. This is going to do that. You calm the fuck down because you realize it's really not as crazy as you think it is. But if you let your brain keep running and going, you're going to freak the fuck out. You know, that's, that's just how it is. hundred percent. I would say, I would say 99% of my worst problems in the past year were all in my head never and it was probably, probably all, a lot of it was happened. overthinking yeah. a lot of it was mm -hmm. overthinking that's the thing mcconaughey says he had a buddy who his his uh his dad or his granddad was like super fucking old and he asked him he was like a senior high school thing and he asked him he was like hey, what's some advice you could give me like i'm going to this next chapter in my life and he said i've suffered a lot throughout my 80 years and 99 percent of the things that i suffered never even happened because it's all in here that's yeah. heavy yeah. I worked a job um, in November. I went to Vancouver to work in a hospital. And one of my first days I was in like the intensive care unit with people that are super old. And it was such a trip to see some people that are like super fucking old. They can't even move. And they're kind of like, they're on meds that kind of make them a little strange feeling. But it just puts such a weird perspective on like, like at some point you might be so old that all you're doing is just trying to stay alive. Yeah. And then like... You can't like go back and be in your 20s and be in like your prime health or your prime like mental capacities when you can like read however much you want to read and consume whatever media you want to consume. And so, yeah, I think a lot of 20 year olds, like people our age are definitely stressed about like, you know, what they're going to leave earth with. Like people want like their life to not be for nothing. But that can also like blind you of just not enjoying where you are right now. You're kind of at your peak in terms of like your physical capacities mm -hmm. and like ability. Eventually, you're not going to be able to walk around however much you want to walk around and do stuff like that. And maybe, you know, uh, I was reading like this Marcus Aurelius book called Meditations. He is really good. The good. Like, Dude, he's, he's the, the best, bro. He's yeah. literally the best. <laughs> He was, but he was Guy putting into perspective that like you have such limited time to be alive and you even have less time for like your mental 
and physical capacity. So it's like while you while you have it, then like make the most you can of it because that's even shorter than life. So that was kind of like, oh shit, yeah, you don't know when that's coming. You know, that could be fifties, really. Yeah, but that, should, that could also that should also be a driving force for your motivation too. You know, like one thing that motivates me is like I'm gonna I want I'm a big believer in the law of attraction. I think if you think negative, negative things are gonna happen to you. And if you think positive, positive things can happen to you. And my friend's girlfriend, um, she worked, she's a nurse and she uh, she met a lady that was like on her deathbed and she was like talking to the lady and the lady was like, if I could tell you one thing um, to do for the rest of your life, it's every morning when you wake up, tell yourself it's going to be the greatest fucking day of your life. And every night before you go to bed, think about how great the next day is going to be. Because then what's going to start happening is you're going to only have great days because you think they're going to be great. You know, and I'm a, I'm a, so I'm a big believer in, in the law mm -hmm. of attraction and my thing is, I tell myself every single day, I was like, I'm going to become a, an MMA world champion. I'm going to make my family financially stable, and I'm going to make clocks in the stove bigger than Barstool. You know, I tell myself that every fucking mm. day. And if it never happens, it never happens. But I'd rather fucking claw and fight to make that happen and live with failure the rest of my life than live with regret. Because the worst thing that could happen That's is facts. I'm, I'm 40 years old, and I'm sitting on the couch working a job I fucking hate. And my kid's like, dad, why didn't you do this? And my only answer is because I quit. You know, like I, I only, mm -hmm. I'm 23, about to be 24. Like I, this is the best chance I have to make my dreams come true. So I need to fucking utilize. But at the same time, yeah. I'm trying to not get lost in the grind and I'm still trying to enjoy the fun. And you know, that's one thing McConaughey talked about in his book is like, he always said, never lose the fun. Like, remember why you're doing it. Remember why I started fighting. Dude, embrace I, it. You gotta it embrace fun. the yeah. suck sometimes. Exactly. Dude, it's fun. It is fun. Mm -hmm. Dude, when shit sucks, it's kind of fun. But it's boring. <laughs> when everything's going great all the fucking time, I'm not gonna lie, it's kind of boring. Dude, content, contentment, or yeah, contentment is the death of growth once you're content mm -hmm. where you at you, your growth dies you know you should never be content mm -hmm. yeah we were I also, like what you were saying too about oh, sorry. um sorry about like you know you know waking up every morning and say oh, today's gonna be the best ever and going to bed and being like oh tomorrow's gonna be the best day ever it's like basically just like living like a kid again dude mm -hmm. if you can keep that mindset forever fuck yeah you're gonna be mm -hmm. happy every kid wakes up and it's the fucking best day ever yeah, dude. Like, fuck yeah i guess my friends yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about on the last episode, uh you probably didn't listen to it, but we were talking about like I've been getting into like sort of these like hippie dippy manifestation books that are like somewhat bullshit, but some of it's like kind of reasonable and kind of what you're talking about is like the first domino that has to fall for what you want is basically mindset. And like just realistically, if you think about it, the person who wants to do something has a better chance of doing something than the person who doesn't want to do something and tells himself they don't want to do it. So it's like, you might not get that specific goal of being like a champion in the UFC, but you're gonna get farther than the other version of you who said, I can't be a, a champion in the UFC. So like even just having that mindset, like if you, if you don't get the one specific thing, you're still gonna achieve something along that way and along that journey uh i think i so, think yeah. it goes with the perspective of it too like you said like there's two ways to look at my dream i can look at it in the negative point of view and be like only 0.01 percent of kids that fight will ever make it so who says i'm going to be that 0.01 percent or the other perspective is i'm going to be that 0.01 percent and telling yourself like mm -hmm. that that th there is a percentage so it's possible you know mm -hmm. rather than like oh the percentage is so small like i'm never going to achieve it like it's too small or you can look at it as 
there is a percent percentage so therefore it is fucking doable yeah and you're part of the population that they take that sort of percentage out of mm -hmm. it's like how many fighters well, some of those fighters make it you know yeah, exactly. And, and yeah, we we kind of we kind of did that with uh when, you know we were talking about the podcast early on Tyler and stuff like you know you kind of broke down some numbers like week two and you're like well if we get past episode three that already puts us in the top you know whatever percent yeah. and if we get to twenty one consistent that puts us in this percent and it's like mm -hmm. it's if you break it down that's you know that's how it climbs a lot of people only work to the threshold of their talent and a lot of people give up once they reach talent once they reach what their talent is capable of getting them to they stop pushing past it they stop trying to learn more do more figure out more mm -hmm. they just get content like you said or they just yeah. you know give up because they're like well i'm actually not if this is the best i can do you know then i'm really not that great and then and they the give up instead of being like, like well this is the best i can do right now no one joe rogan talks about all the time no one just wakes up one day and like oh we did it like it's here it happened yeah no that, that, that doesn't yeah. happen and then and then the thing is too is like and like i keep referring to mcconaughey book but it's because the book i just finished Another book also, if you guys really want to fucking open your mind, it's a little bit harder to read, is 12 Ways of Life by Jordan B. Peterson. Probably the best book I've ever fucking read in my entire life. Bro. I'm actually seeing him in person. Tyler, have you read that? Yeah. It's fucking fine. Say, I, I, I have it in my backpack right now. I yeah, have it right there. I and what too. I do is yeah. when, I, when I read, I read with a highlighter and I highlight everything I like. So then I, I'm never going to yep. read that book again. But if I skim through it and see the highlighted parts, those are the parts I'll remember. And like, I'll keep with me forever. But anyways, um, but Oh shit! What was the point? Before you move on from Jordan, oh, Jordan B. Peterson, Peterson, you said you were gonna see. You said you were gonna see Jordan, Jordan B. Peterson. Jordan Peterson Before you move on from that, though, that book, uh, chapter, I think it's seven, is "Do What's Necessary and Now It's Expedient." Mm -hmm. I read that yes. in my freshman year of college, and I dropped my fraternity. And that book sort of like changed my life and made me realize, like, I have to like buy a house one day, and I'm literally blacking out and eating burger patties on white bread, like I'm. I'm living like an idiot. And then I'm, I'm, I was literally, my freshman year, I was going to like class, like I was drinking fireball before class, not retaining anything <laughs> and just being, <laughs> fuck, just being fucked up and learning about history and just not retaining a single thing. And yeah, that book just like changed my life. It's so, dude, and I kinda, love Jordan B. Peter. He's one of my favorite human beings yeah. in the whole fucking world. I've been listening whenever I need it. They always have like these like hour long motivational compilations of like his lectures and shit kind of sucks that he has to like be all political and stuff because his advice is like golden so good and so like not like not everyone will listen to him because of his like uh radical takes on like other stuff which kind of sucks because it's like all right so what are you only gonna take like advice from michelle obama's book just because she's like good all the time and she doesn't like say anything that sort of deviates from your belief that's really and that's, me. that's also the it's okay hold on have to always pause everything. for a second i gotta let this dog back in can I, can oh I never mind dog's back in can i pause this thing How? no, no we're, we're good we're good it. dog's back do you have to uh i guess my roommate to, got back do you have to go at all grayson no why are we in a rush no, 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 I was just wondering if we're like keeping you up. Oh late, no, no, if you I'm care. vibing, dude. I'm chilling. Okay, uh, oh, you dude, guys I'm keep talking. I have to use the restroom. What the fuck is that? I was talking about the McConaughey book. You guys where keep you, talking. Uh, I'm gonna use the restroom. Where Where are you seeing Jordan at? In In Amelie Arena in Tampa. Are you in Tampa right now? Yeah, I'm in Tampa right now. I graduated, oh, okay. Okay. In, uh, so I went to FAU. We're still keep We're still running on this thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I went to I went to FAU by fucking like out of nowhere chance. Like I applied with one day left in the fucking on the fucking uh application. Like I just sent it. I went there and then I moved back here in August and I've just been. I fought in October. Um, uh, blew my shoulder out and I've just been doing for the past fucking four months 
physical therapy and looking for jobs pretty much yeah i was i was wondering because when you said that i noticed that he was playing at emily like or, or that he was speaking at emily like i noticed that the other day when i was looking at stuff because mm-hmm. i i live over in lakeland yeah, yeah. i'm just Tyler's across about, yeah, yeah. What, what yeah, I just I just to? moved down here. What what school did you go to for high school? Uh, Bishop Kenny in Jacksonville. No so I grew up in Jacksonville. Way. What year did you graduate? Uh, seventeen. Okay, so all right, you gotta work with me here. So you know Gabe Merritt. Yeah, I do know yep. Gabe Merritt. You know the Bros twins. Yep. And um, Hannah Rucab and her her brothers. Yeah. Lewis Rucab. Yes, I do know Lewis. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I forgot Danny, about some of these people. Danny McCarthy. He was he, Danny he's McCarthy. Two years below you. Mm, that one's not ringing a bell. Um, I might know him. I just probably on my Instagram. <laughs> yeah, dude, I know a fuck ton of Jacks people. So I actually just went to Jacksonville uh, for the Fourth of July for the first time. Oh, that's funny, dude. dude Jacksonville Fourth of July awesome, is wild. Did you guys go to AB? Dude, we did everything. We just bike everywhere. You just bike. Yeah, everywhere. dude, you just bike around the beach. Yeah. It's sick. <laughs> dude, it's fucking awesome. I had friends that went to uh, Fletcher. I have friends that went to Providence. Um, and I have who do you know from Providence? Uh, uh, Jake Parsons. Okay, that sounds familiar. I know Jake Parsons. I know Blake Hawk. Um, that's all I can do. You put me on the spot. It's getting harder. I know people from Pont Pont Pontevedra. PV, yeah, yeah. Uh, rich kids. Nick Trani. That sounds really he familiar. Was like a fucking blue star recruit football player. That's probably what sounds familiar. Yeah, um, I know kids from that went to Bulls. I know a few Bulls kids. Yeah, James Olmer. That was like our rival high school. Yeah, yeah. BK. I don't know dude, him though. Crazy. Uh, there's definitely more I can't think of. That's so funny. Yeah, like Gabe head. and all them. Yeah, yeah. I was in a fraternity with Gabe. Uh, basically, all those guys I named, I was in a fraternity. Yeah, dude, Gabe's the man. Yeah, uh, yeah. Now he's a DJ. I know, dude. That's sick. Yeah, good for him. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, he's he's a good kid, man. He's got. He's hopefully it all works out for him. I'm very upset. I yeah. can't fucking remember what I was gonna say because I was I was I was going in, but I mean, if it was meant to be, it was meant to be. Damn. I was good though. I I was listening the entire time in the bathroom. Yeah, nice. my Bluetooth headphones. Should have taken the mic with you, dude. I think it would have been great content after the piss talk earlier. It'd been great to hear you piss. Oh, it's been like this whole fucking like, <laughs> diagnose your stream spiritual yeah, dude. Uh, the joe what, rogan what experience what made y'all want to start doing podcasts just we're just good guys, friends really <laughs> we're just good friends we're best friends and we like to goof around and we were like we should just start a podcast see if we can somehow monetize this if we just like talked for one hour for five years because that's what we would do regularly yeah. let's just record oh, it shit i remember now Tyler, you just threw me back into what I was going to say. I remember now. All right, go ahead. We were talking about how, like, you know, a lot of, how, um, what's it called? Like, Joe Rogan said it's not like, you know, you don't just wake up one day like you made it. Like, the majority of people that, like, become successful, like, in what we want to do or, like, anything at all, it kind of comes out of fucking nowhere. It's one video that blows up or it's one random job interview. Like, Matthew McConaughey was a the only white waiter at an all-black restaurant. And some person was like, I think you should be an actor. And then they fucking gave him a contract and it just happened, you know? And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a firm believer. And if, if you keep chasing it and like, I know like the, the big reference with this is like girls, but like the, the greatest saying to me is if you, if you want to catch butterflies, right. And you keep chasing butterflies, they're going to always run away from you. But if you build a beautiful garden, the butterflies are going to come to you. Oh, you know? so oh it's like, where'd you, where'd you hear that? Yeah. I, saw, I like I, that. I, 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 uh, I saw it on TikTok and it was like, People are so busy chasing butterflies, like chasing girls or chasing their dreams or like chasing shit that's pointless where it's like, if they just focused on building themselves, those things would come to them instead. You know, and McConaughey talks about it a lot. And then it would be real. Yeah. That's how you make it real. That makes so much sense. And he talks about it a lot in, in his book. And he's like, you know, when he met his wife, it was when he stopped chasing girls. 
when he got a career is when he stopped worrying about chasing about careers. When he started focusing on McConaughey, these things attracted to him. And and with with that saying, it's like if you if you want to catch butterflies and you keep chasing butterflies, they're gonna fly away. But if you build a beautiful garden, the butterflies will come to you. And even if the butterflies don't come to you, at least you've now created a beautiful garden. You know what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. like the worst case scenario is you you focus Again, on building yourself yeah. and becoming better. And yeah, you know what? Maybe Susie from fucking eighth period math doesn't fall in love with you, but you're twice the guy you used to be because you started focusing on yourself. Mm, that's, yeah. that's what I was going to say. That's what I forgot. So I'm glad I got that back. So you're that's saying... Fucking, I'm glad you remembered that because that's fucking awesome. I love that. You keep chasing the girls. You'll never get them. But if you make like a lot of money, then they'll come to you. <laughs> they'll come find I you. Mean, in a way, yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, I mean, dude! They got you, dude. They got to you. That's some fucking. That's that's a. That's some fucking female propaganda yeah. right yeah. there. Stop! Stop yeah. chasing Yo, us. Just so make wait, more money, and we'll speaking, find you. Just make that, money. Do you? Yeah. Do you always consider it? So I have a weird perception on this. Do you always consider a girl being a gold digger if she if like she does notice you because you have a little more money now or like anything in that aspect? Definitely. I have an interesting perspective on that. So my perspective is, yeah, there are gold diggers and girls that only want you for your money. But I also feel like there are girls that also look at it for like stability wise. Like no girl's going to want to date a guy that's a fucking bum that she can't support a family and like can't make a dollar and, and stuff like that. So I feel like there is, I'm not saying you'd be a millionaire, but I feel like there is a certain respect where it's like you have to show that you can provide and like maintain yeah, dude, and you have to be able to take things. care of yourself. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah. now if it's a girl that's only fucking me because I'm a fucking millionaire, then yeah, that's a gold digger. But I do think that just because a girl notices you because you're a little financially wealthy doesn't always mean she's a gold digger. Well, you would have to be evenly yoked. You know, it's like, you'll know it's a gold digger when she's doing absolutely nothing for herself, but she notices your money. Mm-hmm. She knows how to spend mm-hmm. your money. You know what I'm saying? But like, if she, if she knows how to work for herself too, and she respects your grind, then yeah. See, my, my interesting perspective is that like, I used to be a chubby little kid and like, did I even have like girls in like middle school? Brutal stuff would be like, I would like you, but you're too fat. That kind of stuff, you mm-hmm. know, like sticks with you. And oh. then like I lost a lost a ton of weight and stuff in high school, and then I started getting noticed. But like, if, if it was any of the girls that like I knew before, I would never talk to them because like I knew like okay, well I was the same person I was you know two years ago. I just lost some weight, and now you're noticing me. And it was the same thing when it happened in college too. I was like, yeah, I don't really care about any of the ones who are just now, you know, hanging out with me because I lost weight when I was here the whole time, and I was me, you know. It's the same thing mm-hmm. as when I became an MMA fighter. These people haven't talked to me in years. Girls haven't that used to like curve me. Family members like that don't talk to me. As soon as I started fighting, everyone wanted to be my best fucking friend. Everyone wanted to be on my ass. And I was like, there were some people that genuinely just like our paths went different ways. And this was a way they remembered me, like brought me back together to them, which was very genuine and real. But the majority of it, I didn't give a fuck about those people. Cause I was like, you didn't care about me until this happened, you know? And like, I want to be surrounded by the people that loved the fucking 16 year old Grayson Fisher that was an annoying little shithead in high school that still love yeah. me now. I don't want to, I don't want to be with the people that used to shit talk me in high school to thought they're better than me. And now they see that I'm like achieving my dreams and I'm becoming a better person. I'm building this garden of my own. Now they want to be a part of it. Like fuck off, you know? Mm. You're inspiring Grayson. <laughs> Thanks. I'm, I'm, still, I'm still very poor though, so don't don't take all my words. Oh advice. yeah, dude. I'm, we're poor as Money's fuck. Money's not dude. everything. We're, tw- we're all twenty something year old, years old. I'm so poor. I yeah. have like a I have like I a contract job. I have a contract job right now where I work in hospitals. I'm about to go to Illinois 
but I don't have like a full-time job and I'm trying to get a job that I want because I get like enough money from this job part-time um, because it's like really long hours. But I mean, yeah, I, I, I get like a couple a few thousand dollars to last like four more months until like the next project comes around and i'm just actively looking for i'm trying to be a recruiter but bro it's so hard to be in a job that i really fucked myself i didn't no i didn't really fuck myself but i kind of fucked myself because i thought i wanted to be in advertising because i was good at it like but marketing? then i realized i'm yeah but then i realized oh that's actually just like utilizing my creative abilities to just like sell toothpaste mm -hmm. like using my like what I value is like a skill of mine and putting it towards how is this toothpaste better than the other toothpaste? Like, I don't want to do that with my life. I'd rather do something like creatively just on my own and then have a job where I'm like helping people. So I, that's where I kind of fucked up is that I didn't really, I didn't really take into account like this is actually going to be fulfilling for me at the end of the day. Um, so right now I don't I'm think a lot of people do, man. You kind of figure it out as you go. I was I was stressed out as an 18-year-old, and I was like, I don't know what I'm good at. Okay, maybe I'm kind of good at advertising because I can do, like, film stuff. But then I realized I don't want to do that full-time because that, that just feels like shit at the end of the day. You ever heard of uh, an Ikigai? No, what is that? Oh, uh, we're trying to find it in one fucking second. All right, it's an Ikigai. It's an ancient Japanese concept, an intersection of what you love, what you're good at, what the world needs, and what you can be paid for. The Japanese believe that by living a life at the center of these four qualities gives a person a sense of purpose and a reason for living. So yeah, I, feel I, feel like, I think that's um, like the ultimate goal of everyone right there yeah, is like to find that like, balance. Yeah, I feel like you were kind of hitting the nail on the hitting the head on you know what i mean the fucking nail hammer i've heard of that yeah. yeah i've heard of that like nail on the head. equation yeah. before of like trying to choose what you want to do but you know you know they tell you to like pick they tell you to pick what to do when you're 18 years old mm -hmm. and you're like i don't know what i'm fucking good at. i'm fucking drinking fireball before history class yeah, bro. i'm in fucking <laughs> yeah. geometry mr driss dude i don't fucking know yeah. I didn't even know I want. I didn't even know I wanted to go to the school four months ago. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So yeah, I mean, they just. It would have been helpful if they like laid out like a little like questionnaire for you of like you know what do you find more satisfying like selling something to someone or like helping someone out like some people like sales and shit like I don't knock them for that, but like personally that, I like but that changes so much over just the course of college alone, let alone when yeah. you get out. Mm -hmm. yeah and then you you got to test some stuff out to be like oh i fucking hated that you know i would I like, my, job, my job isn't the most glorious thing in the world but it's like there's things but I, I learned that oh i really like this in a company and there's things i'm like ah the next one i'm not gonna want that but go ahead mm -hmm. i would rather i was gonna say like do, oh, my bad <laughs> my bad go, would, ahead, go ahead go ahead i would rather do what i love and be happy working a job that i know is what i want to do and make less money than working a job and make a fuck ton of money hating my life and i went mm -hmm. to i went to berkeley prep jesuit and carroll day school probably the three most prestigious private schools in Cambay area and i have seen the richest of rich people be fucking depressed and i've seen the poorest of poor people be fucking happy and once you realize that happiness is not bought it's a lot easier to see your vision and and, and find a goal and find a purpose you know because everyone thinks mm -hmm. that no listen obviously if i had a little more money in my pocket there'd be a couple of stresses in my life i could fucking dish out of the way i'm not saying i want to be poor i'm just saying mm -hmm. i've seen people that are fucking goddamn close to billionaires that hate their wives they they have no relationship with their kids they hate the fucking job they do they're literally depressed 
So it doesn't mm. come from money. So I would way rather be able make a little less money, but still sustainable, being happy and loving the job I do and loving the people I'm around and loving my purpose than sitting in a cubicle making a billion dollars, hating every aspect of it. Mm -hmm. Completely yeah, agree. My my cousin told me one time we were just talking about like you know uh, i think i was like at a point where i wanted to drop out of college and i texted him because he's kind of similar to me and he's like he wants to be like this yoga instructor and that's how he wants to make his living because he loves that so much like he does it like all day um and he dropped out of college he's back in college now studying like dietetics or something like that like something um, in relation to yoga yeah yeah and uh i texted him while I was in college and I was like, should I just drop out of college because I know that I'm not going to be in advertising my entire life. I know I don't want to. And he was like, he actually surprised me. He said, no, because you're not going to be able to make money for that right off the bat. And so you do sort of have to like swallow your pride play and game. sort of play, yeah. play the game for a little bit. Just make enough money to where you can eat food, have a house over your head. And then most likely you're going to be having a job that gives you flexible hours. So you can work on your shit if you want to work on it for however long you want. Like you're going to have a ton of time. So, you know, like the, that formula you brought up was like, do what you love, do what it's it's do what impacts you love, the world is that one? yeah what what benefits the world what you can make money on and how do what you love what you can make money on it's, it's like, okay do, it's a like, do what you love what you can make <laughs> money yeah. on um, yeah. do you love what you make money on what what gives what back gets to the pussy. people and it's a fourth thing. what gets you pussy what gets you late yeah. yeah what gets you mad <laughs> do what gets you hot <laughs> yeah <laughs> What gets yeah. you hot? Yeah, what's the antithesis of this? What gets you puss? What gets you high? What gets you pissed? <laughs> Do it all. I was going to say, like, some people apply that equation to, like, the immediate, like, their immediate situation. So it's like, oh, if I go into... What you love, what you're good at, what the world needs, what you should be paid for. Yeah, so people will, people will apply that equation to, like, right now, you know? So they'll go into advertising, which is, like, a, it's a it's really long hours. If you're going into, like, the writing job, it's, like, 10-hour days all the time until you work weekends sometimes. So you're not really going to have, you're not really going to have the energy for a hobby or even the time for a hobby because you also have to sleep. Um, so I think a lot of people, uh, they apply that sort of equation to, like, can I make money right now? Is this something I'm good at? I'd be happy at, make, at doing something I'm good at and making money. But then it's, like, at the end of the day, it's, like, are you are you being like truthful about it because like like you like i think a good determinant of like what you should do is what you got into at a super young age because i mean you were saying earlier like you got into uh, mixed martial arts when you were four years old so many people like filmmakers that i listen to and podcasts they always say there's a weird trend and a pattern that a lot of directors will see like taxi driver at a really young age, the Martin Scorsese movie, they'll see Taxi Driver at a really young age and get like freaked out. And then they'll be like, I want to do this because this is sick or like changes their mind about movie making or they get like a Super 8 camera, which was like an old, it was one of the first handheld film cameras that you could get um, in like the 70s or whatever. There's also a pattern that like their parents will get them that camera at a super young age. And then like whatever you just get interested in, at a super young age, I feel like just somehow it just impacts your subconsciousness. So one, you're going to be good at it because when you're a kid, you're like operating more on your subconscious and conscious. That's why you don't have as many memories like when you're a kid than when you're an adult. Um, what was I saying? Do you guys know what point I was trying to make? You're talking about right how, now. you know, people can figure out the <laughs> path they want in life based on something that happened to them. Oh, younger. yeah. I'm saying like usually what's going to make you happiest is doing whatever was like the first thing that made you happiest as like mm -hmm. a kid. 
that you like enjoyed for the first time and like mine is definitely comedy i can pinpoint it like the first thing i ever listened to my dad played me uh a bot and costello the who's on first routine if you guys have ever heard that super like old that's of like course, a clean dude. thing classic and the guy the guy's saying like uh he's describing a roster of baseball of a baseball team and there's yeah, uh, a, a guy game. named like, who's, who's on, on first, first okay. what's on second yeah. and i don't know who's on third it's pretty classic um and then i got into bill cosby when i was like six Oh, and then whoa, from there, right, right there, right there. Yeah, yeah. Bill, yeah. Are you sure Bill Cosby didn't get into you? I got into Bill Cosby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like, bro, from then on, like, I listened to that Pandora radio came out, where you could just create your own radio station. So I would make comedy stations. I used to do that when and I was just, too. Yeah, I would find like some really fucked up comedy that I shouldn't have been listening to. Of course, but there was like no it. way anyone anyone could stop me. Because, like, Pandora Radio just gave you access to that. So you didn't know, like, how to find these people. But, like, throughout my entire life, I've just been listening to comedians at a way too young of an age that I should have been listening to that. Um, so I, I wanna, think, you know, whatever wanna, you get whatever you get into as a kid, what what's going to make you happy? I want to piggyback yeah, I was gonna say, that. Uh, like you ahead. said, um, you know, a lot of people, they look... It's just, like, something I'm a very a huge believer in. I've been a big believer of this my whole life. Is like, you should always look for long-term happiness and success and not short-term and we have an issue in society where like people try to just fix big problems by fixing it that day and like doing little things to fix it rather than just taking your time to fix it all together and taking your time to do your dreams rather than i'm poor i need money i'm just gonna do this job i hate it but boom it gets me money so i'm happy in the moment but then i'm sad again in the week rather than going out and pursuing your career going out and you know pursuing what you love and i think that that's that has to do with what you're talking about too is like pursue what's going to make you happy overall and not what's going to make you happy in the moment mm. see what i've taken away from all this is my kids are not going to be sitting in front of any screens because if the, well, i don't know i guess i guess playing video games can be a career now but like no nah, dude it's gonna be a screenless hell they're playing with fucking mud and sticks dude they're, they're gonna find something cool that they're gonna be about Damn, I'm yeah dude video video out. games is one of my number one indicators that i'm like really fucking up if i catch myself like i don't like playing any video games Except for one, I just like playing Madden franchise mode and I'll just play against the computer. And that's when I know that I'm just like fucking off completely. And just like there's something deeper going on within me that I'm either like, I wouldn't say like I'm depressed, but I'm I'm just sort of doubtful about like wanting to like work hard. And so that's one of my, I've identified that like, it's yeah, like a comfort a lot, thing. For, mm -hmm. Yeah, for a lot of people, it's probably like binge watching shows. Like you shouldn't be doing something for five hours straight that doesn't like, that's do not anything for yeah. you i mean you could do something you can watch a movie for like two hours like i'm not going to judge you for that but five hours where you're just like fucking off like you're just laying terrible. in a dark room with your fucking eating popcorn and watching and you know that's just yeah. terrible but on the video game note i never ever got hooked on video games my parents didn't even like really let me play video games growing up you know their mm. mindset was like Probably one of the best things that could happen yeah, to you i'm so fucking grateful for it. it it helped me with social skills it helped me like learn like my parents big thing was like all this time you're playing video games you could go play with your friends or you could go play a sport or like they're like you're, you're living in a fake reality and we see mm -hmm. it and you see it a lot with social media today there are literally Dude. people and i'm being dead fucking serious there are literally people that we know that would rather look better on their instagram than in person and they'd rather have more followers than real life friends and that comes mm -hmm. from the same thing it's a fake fucking reality now listen, if you play a little video games here and there, you know, you you did all your shit you gotta do for the day 
and you just play an hour of Call of Duty before you go to bed, props to you. I'm not shitting on you. But I know kids yeah. our age yeah. that wake up, smoke weed, and play video games until the sun goes down. Like, that's not good at all. That's fucking terrible. And yeah, I think that's something is, you do when you're, it's the summertime and you're 16 years old. Yeah. <laughs> you got and no responsibilities. It's getting worse because now you can make a living off of video games. And I'm not a big fan of it. I'm not going to lie to you. And I, I might be the odd one out on this. But I think we should be teaching kids like real fucking life and not in a, a, a not this fake reality shit. I think yeah. I think purely like good for you if you can make money off video games. But where I think it's a shame is like that there's little kids right now who are like what they want to be when they this, grow they up as a ninja. fucking Twitch streamer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like sad. Or they want like, to be that's... TikTok TikTok guy. Yeah, it's it's fucking yeah. it's stupid, bro. And like, it's crazy. It's the, so the bad. We sound like a bunch of boomers yeah, right now. No, but seriously, the way I look at it now is like for the two hours I was gonna sit in that video game, I could have read. I could have. There's always something you can do. I have I have a hundred things on my mind that I can do every single fucking day. You know, and I yeah. could have knocked that out. I could have called my mom. I could have fucking read a book. I could have gone and worked out. There's always something that's gonna better me rather than eat my brain away. And also, let's not even get to the fucking psychological neurological and fucking health issues of sitting in front of a screen in a dark room for eight hours terrible for you terrible for you mm -hmm. yeah i won't lie to you since i moved out on my own there's maybe been two spells of maybe like a couple weeks where i like got back into a video game or something for a little while but for the most time that i've been on my own like uh you know with with a job and all that and it's not like this is my favorite thing to do in the world it's just like it's a step in the right direction it's like this is going to help me figure all that out I spent, you know, I get back from work and I spend a lot of my free time on doing things that I enjoy that aren't that like, whether it's just fucking around on, you know, Adobe Illustrator trying to make something or sketching or, you know, doing our podcast every Tuesday, that's huge. Or like, you know, just hanging out with my roommates or even going up to the cafe and hanging out with people and like actually being with people in person. Dude, if I could make money to just hang out with people and just be a good presence around like i don't you know just i would i could be great at it <laughs> basically yeah. dude maybe maybe i am built for podcasting we were joking about that earlier but like <laughs> maybe this is literally like what i'd be the best at that would be pretty fucking sick dude the man's living life just eating mushrooms and talking to famous people all day right? yeah. <laughs> and making millions of dollars to do it yeah yeah that would be great He's gotta i mean it out, dude, dude do you know who you know who matt and shane are you heard of them they're the number one Shane Gillis Patreon. and Matt McCusker. They're the, yeah, they're, they're the number one Patreon podcast right now. They make like 350k a month off of just talking, and the Patreon episodes are only like four hours a month. And they don't. Oh, and they, they only make they only charge like a dollar, right, or something crazy. They oh, charge five dollars for they, some, a dollar for some. Look them up. Matt and Shane, secret hilarious, podcast. dude. It's the best podcast. They are hilarious. It's just two dudes just having a conversation like this, which is kind of what they're inspired just funny us. As fuck. It's kind of gay to say that they Matt inspired Shane's us to do a podcast. Yeah. yeah, that would say that probably is our inspiration. Because it's just like, dude, these guys yeah. just sit down once a week and talk a bunch of shit. Oh, Shane And then they like, cash out. Yeah. yeah, I've seen Shane this. I've I just saw this. him. Yeah, I've seen this. Yeah, but they make 350K off of just Patreon. And that's not even counting like the ads and the YouTube views revenue. So and like they're making tons of, that, of money. Yeah, and then the job opportunities they're getting through the podcast as well and merch and yeah everything. oh yeah yeah so that'd be a crazy life that'd, that'd be, be a good be life fucking awesome dude who would you say if you had to, if you guys had to pick top five who would you say your top five outside of myself of course 
your top five dream guests to come on the podcast. Dream guests? Oh. Dream guests? I got some dream guests. We haven't even podcast. thought about guests. Uh, yeah, I can go first if it helps you open your mind. Yeah, a you go, you go, you go. I'm not going to do an order because I don't really have an order, but I mean, Jordan B. Peterson's in there. Um, Cowboy Cerrone's in there. I would also, obviously, Joe Rogan um, is in there. Um, I would have to go Toby Keith because, like, my dad is the Solid. biggest Toby Keith fan, like, my whole life. I remember listening to him and um, hearing his music, so I'd love to fucking, like, pick his brain apart, like, drink a beer and just talk to him. And at number five, I don't know who number five would be. There's a lot of really cool people that wouldn't want to bring on that are just probably boring as fuck. I'd probably... Probably McConaughey, I thought. McConaughey yeah. would be an all-time guest. Yeah. He's just the guy's guy, would, you know? I would say Jordan B. Peterson. Although, to be honest with you, he's kind of he's kind of annoying lately. I mean, I still like him I when he talks like... I would sit down and let him talk to me for fucking hours. I know. I, I would definitely still put him top five guests, but lately he's, like, got away from, like, his advice stuff. And no, he's more becoming, like, a political sh- guy. Because have you seen what's yeah. happening in Canada, bro? Becoming a dictatorship. Yeah, I know. Yeah, they're, I like, know. coming after him, too. He kind of doesn't have a, a choice. He kind of has to do it, but it's just fucking annoying that it's come to that. He couldn't just, he could have been such a successful, just like advice guy, but Ooh. I understand, you know, he thinks this is a bigger, a larger duty to be done despite the uh, the backlash he's getting. But that would definitely be one of my top fives. I don't think I would say Joe Rogan. I, I would want to go on the Joe Rogan experience, but I don't think I'd want to have him as a guest. You know, personally, um, I would say Andrew Callahan from Channel 5, the guy Ooh, that'd who be a like, good one. From All Gas, No Breaks. Remember that? I got to look him up just to make sure I know anything about. He used to have the oh, All yeah, Gas, No Breaks one. YouTube channel. He's probably one of the coolest guys in existence right now because oh, he's probably Andrew talked Callahan. to. Yeah, yeah, he's dope. Yeah. I like him. He's probably talked to the most diverse and the most amount of just strangers than probably anyone alive right now. So I would definitely want to talk to him because he definitely just knows about just human behavior and crazy shit. I also like that he doesn't push a narrative on any of his guests either. He kind of lets them free do their thing and he just follows it. Yeah, yeah. He's probably one of the coolest guys alive right now. And then I would say Rick Rubin. Yeah, um, that'd be fucking fire. That'd be sick. He's so, he's so cool. He's like another guy like totally different from Andrew Callahan, but just seems to know so much about just like creative process and, and also people. just how to be fucking chill so chill <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh who else brady do you I have got some you name? i got some outlandish ones because for me personally i wouldn't want i'm not necessarily like all about having like a bunch of like super well-known people all the time like i think my number one because i just think it'd be fucking insane would be like banksy oh, the artist if mm. if you have some time just no one knows who it is it's he's a anonymous street artist dudes just fucking nuts would just be crazy like to have someone like that on where people that would just blow the fuck up because anything he does blows up um i would get um shoot dude i'm trying to think of like the most interesting people i've ever met um honestly dude that chaos witch i would if i could find her <laughs> he'd <laughs> have a be transgender insane. chaos witch at a, uh, at a bar one time she was super interesting yeah uh i know i know these are all like just out of pocket but that's just how i am like these would just be just awesome people to talk to i just i i love just i'm just in love with people dude, mm-hmm. just in general i don't I need like human psyche i love that like exactly every person is a journal like every person's a book and then exactly when you meet a person or like you have a conversation like we like today we just all became a part of each other's book like i didn't even know exactly. brady existed and now he's a part of my book and vice versa and like even though if i fucking never see brady again or ever talk to him like that's a part of my permanent book for the rest of my life and that's this yeah, we conversation had this is gonna change my tomorrow 
versus if I didn't meet you, you know? Mm. So I, yeah. So my idea of like good guests would be people that like, you know, don't necessarily like have a platform who are just super interesting. Like I, I like people where it's like, yes, this person exists. This person, mm. that's, that's a real fucking thing that's happening out there. I'm trying to think of more people like that, you know, like maybe my old neighbor, Paul, would <laughs> be fucking <laughs> nice to have on dude. Uh, um, a bunch of the people I met before would be wild to have on. That was like the wildest place. I'm trying to think of people in uh, Tallahassee that would have been cool too. Um, hmm. I'm up to like three. I had, history, I had a history professor in college that I took a class with Nick Redhead, and it was the worst class I ever had in my life. But he was he he was one of those people that like kind of like yes. Gordon B. Peterson, where he just knew everything. Like he knew yeah, the you just explanation. This gave me a great idea. Yeah, my old speech and debate teacher from high school uh she also taught like ap lang and all that stuff but miss donor would be insane that'll be one of the best things <laughs> ever miss donor was the shit uh and then maybe like um just to cap it off with like someone normal i'd probably say uh i'm trying to think of someone i i wanted to meet so it'd just be cool to have them on but like um kevin parker same paul nice yeah. um i think tony hawk would be i pretty thought fucking of, sick too tony hawk would be sick yeah tony hawk would be sick uh I'm a little biased because I love movies, so I would say Paul Thomas Anderson, because that's like my favorite director. Is it bad he did. That I don't know who that is. You would know his not, movies probably. No, it's not bad. You Boogie would definitely know his movies. Boogie Nights. There will be blood. Um, the Master. Master. Look, and there will have be you blood seen any of those? Great movies. I've never even heard of them. Bro, please. Oh, dude. Okay. This is number one. For you. Number one. Watch Boogie Nights. It's a fucking awesome movie about porn in the '80s, and it's Mark Wahlberg, and he's like an 18 year old kid. Or 80s. And Burt Reynolds, uh, I think it's, yeah, maybe it's 70s in LA. And basically Burt Reynolds is like a porn producer and he finds him at working at a restaurant. He's like, show me your cock. And it's huge. And he's like, you're working for me now. <laughs> <laughs> and basically it's like. Basically that's, actually it's like how, that's actually how Tyler recruited me for this podcast. <laughs> show me your cock. Oh, it's really small. Oh, he's like, God, this is tiny. Now. This is awesome. <laughs> I want to make you're you a star, kid. <laughs> <laughs> no but Speaking then it's like porn, uh, though, i actually uh I, I i gave up jerking off and porn i haven't done it in a while how long fuck yeah uh, i haven't watched porn in months i gave up jerking off probably three weeks ago. months gave up jerking off three weeks ago yeah you don't jerk off mm-hmm. boost those t levels really uh, because i i've given up porn i hate but sometimes porn. i, I hate feel like i think about porn i think porn, i could go on a rant for hours about yeah no it's I terrible We'll, we'll get into it but uh sometimes i feel like i just gotta i'll i'll just i'll just nut, i'll get a nut off in like 30 seconds just to get it out of my system and then mm-hmm. i just feel completely normal so time, i don't feel guilty um, about that the only time i will jerk off is if i know i'm gonna have sex that night or like i know i'm gonna go out and like, <laughs> like i'm not trying to suck my own dick here guys i'm just Dude, being, i'm complete opposite i'm just saying if i know i'm you have a girlfriend it's different i don't if i know i'm gonna if i know there's an opportunity that's very so i yeah i know i'm gonna have sex I, too. I know what you're saying dude. i know what you're saying opportunity for me to have sex i'm going to jerk off before i get in the shower that night because I want to make sure I'm not just like five seconds to fucking leader of calm. Done. You know, like, yeah, yeah, true. I'd rather just get it out then. You got to perform. Yeah, exactly. It's got to be a performance, dude. What, what you're going to fucking, no, dude, you're not going to, you're not going to give her the rehearsal, dude. You're going to give her the main yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, you're not giving her the, wait, I'm, I'm going to do your terms. You're not giving her the undercard, dude. You're not giving her the undercard, dude. She's the main event, dude. <laughs> You don't go to the Super Bowl. If she's, if she's paying for the pay per view, dude. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
You told me about a. I mean, obviously, we won't we won't name the name. But you told me about a dude recently about like not in a good situation. Yeah, who's like yeah. casually watching porn. He's like addicted, I was honestly, like literally addicted. I was at a point like casually. that honestly in my life, like just watching it, just like without even jerking off to watch it, just like. Just like on the couch. Yeah, like he would just be like on Twitter and like he would see like a girl's tits and then he would just go on a thread and just watch porn like like it's like fucking going through Twitter. Like not jerking off, yeah. just like just casually watching it. Yeah, I, I um I definitely went through a period like that because when I was a kid, uh I was someone actually like showed me or like someone told me about boobs. I think it was I was watching Die Hard. Okay, wait, what do you mean told did, you about boobs? You didn't like you didn't you never saw a woman before? You just never together. No, I was six years old, bro. And somebody told me like, yo, those are tits right there. You like those? <laughs> or something like that. We I were watching Die Hard. Actually. And I was like, I'm gonna have to do some research on these. And so I went home and I, I like <laughs> started on something. I started looking at porn in kindergarten. We already told the story, I think, on another podcast, in so I don't want to retell it. In kindergarten, I was looking at, I was watching porn, bro. So this has been like this Could is be obviously good for your psyche. Can't be no, good. For obviously, you. obviously impacted my brain, but I'm, I'm proud to say, like, you're good. I'm proud to say that I have not, like, haven't looked at it in a very long time. It's and, so bad for you, dude. Yeah, but I was, I was at that point where, like, I felt like, I felt guilty enough where I didn't want to jerk off to it. But I was at a point where I was like, I'm just going to look at it so I get this like itch away. And honestly, the way I got out of it is and it's it's pretty simple. It's really easy. It's like it's the same as like quitting nicotine or something. But like the chemistry and like the psychology behind it is you're basically training your brain that this visual stimuli that you're looking at, the pornography, the visual stimuli you're looking at in this moment is associated with like sexual uh stimulation and like coming which is like the best feeling in the fucking world right yeah, it's, it's, it's like it's, 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 it's literally a yeah. drug dude if you literally like it's literally so, meant to be it's got to be the best feeling thing because it's so, what we're supposed to do <laughs> yeah you're literally programming your brain that the best feeling in the world is when you're looking at yeah. boobs and bouncing butts so if you if you want to get out of the porn hole literally all you have to do and it's it's i guess you could say it's tough for like the first two weeks because you like it doesn't feel the same or it doesn't make you feel as good but if you just like use your imagination to jerk off and just think about like obviously i think about my girlfriend but you can think about like whatever. real life scenarios or just like yeah respectable lady in your life or even lady like life, past even times like past that, times that you've, you've had, had sex, sex preferably, preferably when, when you, you know you were over 18 uh or married <laughs> or married <laughs> if you're married but, but then, then you're, you're retraining your brain you're literally programming your brain like you, you get, get a good, good dopamine hit when you do this. this. So you, you just have to like force yourself to do that. And, and a lot, lot of people don't realize that that's how simple it is. It's like, basically, it could be a slippery slope, Tyler. That could be a slippery slope. What if I'm trying to like train myself to like, okay, I hate running. And so I'm like, okay, well, now I'm going to train myself that running is the best thing. And then next time I go like run three miles, I just jizz all over my pants, dude. Just fucking. What did it for me was I saw the movie Don John when I was a junior in high school. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, that, yeah, I saw yeah. I saw the movie Don John, and are you still taking a voice memo? Really, by the way, what? Oh yeah, sorry. I was just making sure you still had your mic. Yeah, it's right here. Um, I saw the movie Don John, and that really like that really fucking opened it up for me. And then 
at the same time I saw Don John, so this was my junior year of high school. The same time I saw Don John, I was getting really big into TED Talks, and I still am huge into TED Talks. Like one of my, the, on my I have a to-do list written in my journal, and one of them is to give a TED Talk. Like I, it's a very big thing of mine. But anyways, I saw right after I saw Don John that same week. I was in study hall in high school when I was at Carroll Day School, and I watched a TED Talk on why this guy gave up porn. And right then and there, I was like, dude, this is, it's, it's first of all, it's a dopamine rush that's unnatural for your body. So when you do, when you watch porn and you go to jerk off, you're, you're just ripping serotonin and dopamine out of your brain. So then what happens is like our friend that we were talking about, Tyler, it, when you become, you become depressed. So what you do is you jerk off more and you watch more porn. So what happens is, is you're getting that short term happiness. But then once that goes away, you're losing less. You're losing less. So then what happens is- It's like is, any other addiction. Then. Exactly. Yeah. So then you know why we get these weird fucks that love children or these weird fucks that like weird sexual positions? It's because they've used so much of it. That the only thing that gets them off now is something so awful and something that's so fucking like, it, to an extent, Taboo. it's terrible. It's the only thing that, like, only thing that gets them off now. a different form of emotion. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And the other aspect I hate of it too is like, the actual porn industry and like how fucked it is bro and like how they like misuse women and like it, it, it all it, all of it is terrible porn in general is just fucking horrific now listen porn is if fucked. i'm Put dating a, a girl if i'm dating a girl and and or i'm fucking a girl or there's or any situation like that and she sends me nudes i'm not gonna be mad that's not what i'm talking about i'm talking about like <laughs> going online and looking for porn you know and it becomes yeah. an unnatural serotonin and dopamine rush and you start pulling that out of your brain. And like, it gets to the point where like our friend that we, we stated about earlier, he, it's so normal to him now that he can just scroll through porn and not even get an erection because unless it's some yeah. fucking anime porn or something that's out of the blue, it doesn't turn him on anymore. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's Dang. why I just, I, I hate it. I, it's, it's because, and yeah, it's now because that everyone's it's, terminally online, it makes so much more sense now while we've got like fucking furries and all the other shit too. Yeah, because everyone's just terminally online. It's like everyone's seen it all, and then they're like, "Wait, I can do this in a costume." <laughs> his, but his brain got to that point because he's like he's programmed his brain to like give him a little bit of dopamine by looking at this visual stimuli. So he doesn't have to jerk off, and he can just look at it and feel good because that's what he's like done to himself over and over and over. And so. Wow. Yeah, yeah. You, bit, you, can, you can you can you can unfuck un yourself. You can reprogram your brain by just like, bro. If you like, go cold turkey, dude. You, yeah, everything cold turkey is the best way to quit everything. Mm -hmm. I'm yeah. uh, actually anything. speaking of that, I'm on a tea break right now for weed. That's why I'm a little more talkative. But I'm doing a, just a little five day cleanse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I try. Yeah, probably you, Tyler. I, I do a little <laughs> delta gummy every. Say, I've been doing every weekend or so i've been doing a little more of it than i i was off for like a long time but like i smoke a lot of weed i, know, I probably me and me and my me and my roommate have been like hitting a bowl once a week you know yeah nothing crazy but like we have like basically so far we've just been having like these little boys nights where we yeah, smoke a bowl um, and cook dinner and watch funny youtube videos little boys nights back on <laughs> yeah we're watching little boys videos but um, back on the porn, back on the porn thing, another thing I hate about it, and like this is, we talked about this on our Clocks on Stove podcast before, and like a tiny segment is, I hate this image we have in our society of like how we we overvalue sex and we overvalue getting bitches like one hundred percent way too much. We're like. It's like, like a, it's like a power it, it, thing. Like, yeah, attention is like a new currency, mm -hmm. and I've seen it. Like, it's not just men, dude. Women suffer from it too. Yeah, it's dudes like, that brag about so how many bodies they get, girls that brag about like the richest or hottest dude they fuck. Like, 
we overvalue sex and we overvalue like getting girls and getting guys in our society. I really do think so. One hundred percent, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I've seen. It. I think I've, been a, I've I've fallen victim to it. Yeah, me too. One hundred percent. I've fallen victim to porn too. I'm not saying I'm fucking great. I'm just saying yeah. I'm awake to it now. I understand it now. I see it. Yeah. Now. You see a lot of like the alpha male sort of thing becoming a trend and like bro science guys becoming a trend who tell you like how to talk to girls and shit and they tell you like conversation tactics but really i feel like i feel like you're not gonna be able to properly talk to women normally if like you're just trying to like get something from them because that's like a, like having sex with them because that's just sort of a manipulative it's like you're not having the conversation to have the conversation you're like you're having it to get to lead to somewhere and so you're analyzing it in that sort of way instead of just analyzing what they're saying in the moment so i feel like i had trouble i had trouble talking to girls like my freshman year of college because that's what i wanted and i was trying to like sort of sort of lead this sort of conversation into the direction that i wanted it to wanted it to go but then when i sort of just like dropped out and just sort of try to like better myself i wanted to find a long-term relationship and that's when i felt like i could talk to any girl effortlessly because i was just trying to find like an act i was trying to see who would be like a good partner that i could talk to all the time so i feel like a lot of like yeah it's a much happier pursuit Mm -hmm. yeah Talking oh. to girls is just figuring out who could you actually talk to all the time. Because that's, yeah. that's what a wife is going to be. Yeah, and then when I was, like, in high school, or, like, even, like, honestly, even in college, all college, like, I just wanted to fuck the hottest girl I could find. Like, I was like, I want to just fuck hot girls, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, even if she sucked or, like, even if I couldn't have a conversation with her. And then now it's like I, I, I'm i way pickier now on girls I'll have sex with. Like, I want to be, like, at this age now, as a 23-year-old, I'm, I'm turning 24 this year. Um, You know, like, at, at this age I am, out post-college, you know, trying to put my life together. I won't fuck a girl just because she's hot. Like, I want to fuck a girl, like, and not even a dater. I'm not even saying dater. I'm just saying, like, I want to have somewhat of a connection with her. Like, I want to be able to, like, talk to this girl. I want to have, like, somewhat of an emotion beyond just wanting to fuck. And like I said, this does, I don't even want a girlfriend right now, you know, and like there's there's one or two girls I've been fucking around with, but like I can have like a normal conversation with them and like I can hang out with them after we have sex versus there was girls I fucked in college that were ex- like, I'm not trying to suck my own dick. There's a couple girls I fucked in college that were extremely beautiful, but I wanted to punch them in the face once I nutted. Like I didn't want to fucking be around them <laughs> versus now it's like I want to I want to have sex with girls that I like and not like have feelings for but like i fuck with and like kind of care for in a way if that makes sense yeah yeah dude that's like uh because the real the the reality behind the desire which i mean i you've got to kind of hit the nail on the head with like all the other stuff but it's like the reality behind the desire is that you want connection and that's like the most intimate connection that you could have with a person is sharing that act and so you know once you realize that's why you're having the act like when I found for me, it was like, I found that I I had a long-term relationship like out of high school and, you know, once that ended and I like, you know, kind of was single for a while and just fucking around, like I realized like it wasn't as fun because there was no real intimate connection. Mm -hmm. Like there was no like feeling behind what I was doing. It felt so shallow. And then like, and then I had this like one day where it just kind of washed over me and I realized like... how like i was belittling myself and belittling this other person as though we were consensually just you know having fun or whatever it was like but i'm taking value away from this person because somewhere down the line 
this part of their life that's all that they were to someone and like this is somebody is like you know this is a person dude like and even if they don't realize that what they're doing is you know devaluing or belittling themselves to like their future partner or whatever else like i don't want to have a part in that and i don't want someone else to have a part in that that isn't progressing me forward as a person so like i kind of stopped looking for it altogether, and then i started looking for people to be with to date and stuff like that and like that's when it became better because then when you do have those relationships and you do have those moments you get in those intimate scenarios it matters and it feels a lot better because it actually fucking matters and you don't you know if you're going into that under the preconceived notion of like this is a potential like partner then you no longer you know are necessarily belittling someone or belittling yourself like you're exploring Dude, in sex, the right way. in sex, when it's love, is so much better. Than so much fun. better. It's so... Yep. Yeah. Bro, after after I broke up with my ex, like I said, this is the only girl I've ever dated. It's the only girl I've ever said I love you to. Like, I was 22 years old. I had my first ever relationship, my first ever heartbreak. So, like, I'm years, like, years past, like, when normal people experience this, you know? Um, And I started fucking all these girls. Like, I started, like, every girl I thought, like, any girl I could fuck, I started fucking for, like, the two months after we broke up. And I didn't enjoy any of it, even if they were super hot. I didn't enjoy it because it was just yeah, like trying miserable. to fill a void that I miserable. couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't. It was great during, like during the sex was fire, and then afterwards I'd be depressed again. And it was like, I, and usually immediately after. Yeah, like literally though, but like <laughs> like sex when there's love involved is so much better. And I and like I was talking to my friend, uh, our friend Dana, the other day about it because he was like he's never really had like a serious relationship and stuff, and he was asking me about you know what it was like and stuff and i was like love is the is is and i'm gonna be honest I've done, I've done a lot of drugs okay i've done i've done a fair amount of different kinds of drugs but the, the pureness and peak of love is better than any drug i've ever done in my entire life like the, 1, high, the high of like pure happiness and love is better than any drug i've ever taken it's the greatest fucking thing in the world but the come down of a breakup and getting your heart it's broken the worst. it's worse than any calm down of a drug i've ever done in my entire life it's the worst dude like i that dude trust me i just went through it like this whole past year was probably like the yeah me too bro one this of whole, the worst we breakups broke up, we broke up that, a year ago yeah. from last tuesday same yeah. literally basically and then it became this Whoa. on again off again shit show uh, but it was uh, actually me dude, like I got, yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah no dude it was like it was it was bad dude it was like i went from you know being on top of the world so confident everything mm -hmm. that i was doing to questioning like every aspect of my reality i mean i got i got cheated on and like lied to and all that so like that didn't help yeah, at see, all i, I was like all alone on an island it was actually honestly like when i look back at it i started like it started clicking in my head it's like as much as it really hurt is like the more i look back at the more like it's probably the best thing that ever happened to me because like I, I don't know i needed i guess i needed something to like push me forward more but also at the same time it was just that like you're in a better place made, mm -hmm. yeah and ma it made me take this like it, it made me take relationships a lot more seriously not that i didn't doors, take that one seriously it also opened doors in life but, you didn't know were there oh yeah dude mm -hmm. i wouldn't have been here in in lakeland and all this other stuff i like wouldn't have ended up where i'm at now or made some of the decisions but i also wouldn't have made some decisions that you know got me out and onto the island in the first place it's yeah. just a it's a trip dude it like it can it breakups can be brutal that's all i gotta say dude, my, about it my issue was is i was too content like there was a point in my life where i was like i was i had a great job my training was going great i had great grades i was partying but like also make make like staying in good shape and i had like the quote unquote love of my life and i remember like out of the 23 years I've been alive, there's that was the first time ever and the only time ever I remember being like, 
I'm exactly where I need to be. There's nothing I need to chase. Like I'm happy, like I'm content. And that contentment is what killed me. That, that contentment ruined me, you know? And like, obviously I wasn't planning on her being a fucking raging cunt. Like that just came out of the blue. But, <laughs> but, but like all the other no aspects, facts, no. but all the other aspects of it, like I, I got so content in my relationship that I stopped chasing my dreams. And I stopped chasing other things. I thought I was there. And now I know when I get into a relationship that I have to keep that hunger at all times. Yeah. And it's soft so, balls, but like, like you said, I needed it because, like I yeah. said, I was twenty three years old. My first relationship, my first heartbreak. Like, I needed to understand that. I needed to have that feeling in order to be able to open doors and do things in my life. I wouldn't have been able to do if that didn't happen. Yeah, dude. We're, weirdly enough, I have like kind of a the opposite thing. Like, I was this past relationship I was in, I was taking like so serious and it kept me driven because i had like you know before i got into it i was on you know it was my second serious relationship so like i had learned a lot from my first one a lot of mistakes and like i let the 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 relationship motivated me to push harder and harder because like oh i don't i I really liked it and i was like well i don't want to fuck this one up so i'm going to become the best version of me i can i'm going to let this support relationship should do though you should both grow and make each other better people exactly so i was pushing i was growing i was doing all this and then like you know once it all fell apart and the way that it did it made me like it was even more crushing because i was trying so hard because i was like dang like i really thought you know i was i thought i was figuring this thing out and then this was all going on and i didn't even have any fucking idea and so i was like so all this effort felt like it was for nothing and it like was this whole like reality breaking ego death literally it was felt like an ego death for like that lasted for like eight months Mm -hmm. is what it felt like yeah or i was like questioning every aspect Dude, of my you reality question all the people that you're around like you're like how do they do yeah. they perceive me differently like what do they think about me like has anyone yep. else gone through what I'm going through? Like you kind of go crazy. Like I went, I went like literally oh, I went nuts. fucking nuts, dude. Yeah, I went nuts. Yeah, I went nuts. <laughs> Absolutely, I went nuts, dude. I went a wall. Tyler can confirm. I can confirm. Yeah, but I saw yeah, I was um, off my rocker. There's this wrestler. His name's Johnny Dillajudas. Uh, you've definitely seen him. He's done like a bunch of shit with like Logan Paul and stuff. He's like an adrenaline junkie, and he lost his mom when he was 16. And he says what he always does, and like he refers it to a breakup or getting cheated on and stuff. He's like, always remember uh, what, not why. When a situation happens, don't ask why me. Ask what's next. What do I have to do? And he's talked about that could have helped me a lot. Yeah, and he talked about when because I sat there. Yeah, so when his mom died, he was like, instead of being like, why me, God, why my mom, blah blah. Was, what can I do to be a better brother for my brother? What can I do to be a better son for my dad who's going through this? What can I do to, to help these other people that are hurting from it? And now he goes, whenever he has a tragedy or he has a moment in his life that sucks, instead of sitting there and saying, why, he says, what? And then that was something that really helped me through it too. It was like, I'm not going to sit here and say, why me? Like, I thought this was the love of my life. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, I was fully content with never kissing or like talking to another girl for the rest of my life. And then, boom, yep. you know, she just became a bitch out of nowhere. And I, it was like, <laughs> instead of me being like, why? I was like, what am I going to do now to better myself? What am I going to do now to to have my friends and I got really blessed to have a great group of people around me that love and care about me. And it really showed me, like it made me love myself more knowing that I had all these people around me that cared so much to, to, that seeing me hurt, hurt them, that they tried to lift me up, that it made me love myself for bringing these people into my life, if that made sense. Oh, that totally mm-hmm. makes sense, dude. I mean, I got a lot of those people. I mean, I'm closer to a lot of those people now than, uh, i ever was i mean it definitely like going through that experience highly i don't recommend it but at the same time i yeah, highly recommend I'm not saying it's, getting, it's good time <laughs> getting broken up with and getting broke up with in a terrible way is honestly like you know or, or you know or even going through even being the one who breaks up because well, i've been on both with, sides i broke you know? up with her but she stopped loving me 
that's why I broke up. Yeah, exactly. You know so I mean? that's one of those that's one of those tough things. That's kind yeah. of how it was for me too. Is like technically I'm the one who said the words, you know, but mm-hmm. I'm not the one who sent those but pictures. I didn't want the, yeah, exactly. So. I didn't want the relationship to end. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah, but um, no, absolutely. I know that fine, feeling. So. Yeah, how's your relationship going? Yeah, Tyler? you went through some. You went through a lot of tri- trial and error to get there. Yeah, no, there's definitely speed bumps and stuff, but um, it's been very good personally in my relationship. It's uh. I'd say the three keys are we're both willing to work shit out because we live together. We've been together for three years now. And uh, yeah, I would say the number like the number one thing of like how something's going to work out long term is like if someone brings some if one of the your partner brings something up to you, then. Oh, I love this point. You've told me this before. Sorry, I got excited. I like this one. If If your partner brings something up to you, then you have you have to do something about it. Because they want to live their life a certain way and you want to live your life a certain way. And so you're not going to be able to live together and both just do that however you want to individually. You have to be able to like, okay, how can we both live in this house and like make each other's life how they want it to be? Like with like, like for example, like putting the towels on the ground or like not hanging the, or like hanging the towels up or like leaving them on the ground. If that bothers you then like your partner leaves your ta- their towel on the ground if they get out of the shower and that bothers you you have to bring that up right away mm-hmm. because silently in your head you're going to be like damn she fucking i mean it's not that big of a deal because it's just a towel on the ground and i can put it up yeah but it also but get, you mu- it could get to a bigger deal over time yeah yeah exactly what jordan b peterson says and in the beyond order builds up mm-hmm. blows up or you get in another fight and it's the first thing you yeah. bring up yeah <laughs> yeah put your fucking you're towel up fucking be so fucking towels. Towels. yeah you'll explode on her about the towels and she'll be like where the fuck is this coming from it's just towels like how are you so mad and it's like because you've silently been like mad about it for like a year in your own head you didn't say anything immediately and then you have to like convey that to your partner it's like i don't want it to get to this point where it becomes an argument so you have to say it right now and then they have to like swallow their pride and like their ego and just be like all right this is bothering them it's not about like how you rationalize that it shouldn't bother them you just have to say all right this bothers them i'm gonna do like a little meaningless task i'll like clean my dishes or whatever or put the towel up just because i'd rather make them happy than to be like fuck you i'm putting the towels down yep. see that's right bitch that didn't matter <laughs> yeah. you know communicate communication and uh sacrifice or like i in my opinion like the two biggest things is like cause, well minor minor little like that minor communication and trust i think if you have communication and trust on. What's up? Fuck you, dude. We're in the What's middle up? of a fucking good-ass conversation. <laughs> yeah, I know. We got so deep and you just had to fucking make out with your roommate. My parking lights are on? All right. Sorry, we're going on a field trip. Sorry, my roommate talked to me to make um, sure I wasn't being... Yeah, my two things are like, if you have communication and trust, regardless if it's a relationship or fucking like business or anything in life that involves at least two people... If you communicate open about everything and you trust each other with what you say, anything's possible. Anything's possible. Mm. I have more I wanted to say, but I'm, I'm just going to wait for Brady to no, get his thumb I honestly might, I might need to go to bed soon. It's getting kind of late. I don't yeah. want to I don't want to get in bed at midnight, personally. I mean, yeah, going on tomorrow. Uh, I just want to get up early and fucking get my shit done. I actually have an interview tomorrow, uh, and it's going to be uh, New York City. You're in Atlanta right now, and, right? I'm in Atlanta. I'm not going to New York City, yeah. but it's a remote interview. It's for United Talent Agency okay. uh, to be like a comedy agent assistant uh, in the summer. So if I get that, dude, that'll be a fucking dream come true. Is uh, don't did you meet that. your girlfriend in Florida or in, in Georgia? In Tallahassee. Oh, she went to Yeah, at school. Yeah, yeah. She's a yeah. sorority bird. 
No, she's not. That's good. She's found her on found her on Tinder. Nice. Yeah. I'm back. Sorry that my neighbor just saved my life because if I got up at five forty-five and got in my car to drive to St. Cloud tomorrow morning and my car didn't fucking turn on, I probably would have just lost my shit. But yeah, real quick, just before we wrap this up, the two things I'll say. Yeah. Communication and trust are big. Um, the two other things I want to say, my mom saying is the relationship's the easiest thing in the world. All that needs to happen is both you need to be happy, like being with each other makes you happy, and both you need to make each other grow. Like you dating that person makes you a better person and brings out a better thing in you that if they weren't there, you wouldn't have. And the last mm-hmm. thing I would say is kind of like what you talked about, Tyler. It's like when there's an issue between you guys, it's not you versus your girlfriend it's you and your girlfriend versus that issue like how can we come together to fight this problem not me and you fighting because of this problem and the problem Mm -hmm. is is all three of those things i said the communication and trust the happiness and growth and the the fighting stuff all three of those things i didn't have with my girlfriend and my mom like when i was going through the stage of like i don't know if i'm gonna break up through or not my mom asked me about those three things and I said, like, yep. no to all three of them. And she was like, then why are you still with her? She was like, then what mm. makes you still want to be with this girl? And I was like, you're right. And it was like the hardest girl to swallow ever. But it, it, it was scary. It, it's the fear of letting go. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah, something Jordan B. Peterson said about that is like in an argument, like you're saying, like you against her. It's like, do you really want to win? Because now you're stuck in a house with like your defeated girlfriend who's now feeling like even more of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Cause she fucking lost. Yeah, it's like you don't want that. Yeah, yeah I just belittle that bitch. Dude, yeah, dude, that was the fucking. I was listening. to I think it was. I don't know if it was the most re- recent match shame or if it was one of the later ones. But he was joking about is like gaslighting isn't real. You just lost. <laughs> he just lost the argument. Uh, That's good. Damn. Well, yeah. I think we should wrap it up. Yeah, I, I want to get, I I get in bed before midnight. Hey, guys. Was great. I, gotta say, uh, I had a fucking, fucking blast. You guys you ever can come back me. on anytime, yeah, brother. You ever want back yeah, on, I like dude. this. Preferably if you ever, not hey, If you ever want to hang out in Tampa, if you ever want to hang out in Tampa, hit me up. Do you ever yeah. slide down here to go out? Do you go out? Is that your thing? Dude, or no? all the fucking time. Yeah, dude. I'm there like almost every weekend. I'm coming to Tampa March 10th for my cousin's birthday, which is Friday. But if you guys want to like do something on March 11th. Yeah, I'm gone the 9th to 11th, but I'm back the 11th at night. Can you do, can you do something on the 12th? Yeah, I'll be back. I'm going, I'm going to Boca from the 9th, 10th to 11th. I'll be back. The 11th and 9th. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I'll text you. Yeah, we should all link them. Yeah, That'd be tight. Fun. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, CJ, thank you. What do I do with this audio file? Uh, uh, you, yeah. I mean, or, if that doesn't you work, might have to have them upload it. Yeah. If that's going to be too work, big, you Tyler. It's going to be way too big. Our Google Drive. Can we just make this a tomorrow problem? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let me let me do a little thank you guys for uh thank you everyone for listening. This is probably definitely our longest episode yet. And if you stuck with us this far, you're literally uh, go to sauce. You deserve a blowjob at least. At least at the very least, dude. Maybe some we'll do it. Maybe some foot action, dude. Maybe someone should suck your toes. Uh, and you I should think- you should get that. If you need that in written form, you can email me. Uh you can you can email the pod, you can comment. I will write Butter a handwritten note. I will write a handwritten note to whoever it is that you want to suck on your toes and be like, they deserve it. They got it. My gold star to the class. We should just lube up Tyler's head and just shove it in their ass. <laughs> that would work too because no one anyone has home. any visual reference here Tyler is back to being a skinhead that's what we'll talk about next week alright thank you guys All this right. was the Alpha Regiment <laughs>
podcast. Love you guys. <laughs> I walked in here and I said, this is what I said. I said, wow, what a great podcast. The Alpha Regiment is the best podcast ever. That's what people are saying. I'm not the only one saying it. I love it so much that when I listen to it, I fiddle my little light brown asshole like I'm finger picking the string on an acoustic guitar. I mean, my goodness, could you believe how much I love the podcast? Make sure the rate five star on music, identify, and subscribe on YouTube or else we will have to be subservient gimps for Hillary Clinton. And of course, it would not be good. Not good.